for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Now let's get back to the show. What's it? Okay, we got uh, Penna, Turbo Tiff, and Leah, and it's uh, Six Pack Lapidat, and my man, Arian Messi, Kamesi, and um, holy shit, man. It's been quite, there's been a lot going on since we all last talked, huh? And we talk frequently. Yeah, things <laughs> things are, are changing a lot and, and rapidly, so that's, for some people, it's good, for some others, not as well. For others, it doesn't change much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right in the middle. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like in terms of before we get into the Arnold uh, UK and we'll get into that and the redemption and, you know, everything that's going on around all this. And then the redemption story is still to come for yourself. So we'll get into that in a sec. But I wanted to get all your guys opinions on the bench rule changes. Because I'm trying to look at this timeline. Didn't you suggest like the same bench rule? More, more or less, yeah, more or less. So how did you know this is coming out? Is this coincidence? Did they see your video and Gaston? Did Gaston like your video? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would have double back and see. I bet you he did. They probably shared it in his stories. Like, hey, you know what? The kid's talking some good truth right here. Yeah, I- so honest, no, I, I wasn't aware of any of that. And it's just that I thought that from the perspective of the goal isn't to uh, ban the arch, it's to act- actually impose a minimal range of motion because nobody, people don't care about like how arch your back looks. It more, it's more so about uh, do you get a good range of motion or not? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I thought that all of the other rules that were... Um, proposed by other lifters for me they weren't bad rules bad rules but they weren't rules that would tackle the main issue which was minimal range of motion because uh, you say yeah self lift off yeah but man there are a lot of people that have really really high arches and so really really small range of motion that do self lift offs uh feet on the bench uh eddie berglund is setting with his feet down on the ground he doesn't need the bench to set up and for instance I don't have a big arch and I use my feet on the bench to set up. So a lot of things that were uh, proposed, I, I think for me at least, missed a couple of points because there were rules that maybe could have some impact, but it wasn't directly geared towards uh, having a minimal range of motion imposed on the movements like we do for squats. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought this was a good idea. And it's 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 funny to see how mixed the emotions are from lifters, coaches, referees, whatever, uh, with the end result. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So I've seen a couple of people talking about it. I reposted something in King List of Stories where this one girl's like doing like a crazy arch. And then, um, and she was like, did you hear about the bench rules, the new bench rules? She's like, yeah. And then uh, she's like, whatever, because a crazy arch and still gets range of motion. Her elbow clearly goes depth. That would pass. And then yeah. another girl I was taught, I commented into her stories was like, 
I was benching. She has a big arch. And she's like, some dude came up to me in the gym. I was like, you know, that's not going to pass anymore. She's like, well, I'm with the USCPL, so it doesn't matter. And then I'd comment to like, I think yours will pass though. Like, I think it will pass. Like, I think yeah. people are thinking arching is banned. No, arching's yeah. not banned. Depth, it's just elbow depth. People are talking about arching, kind of like you said, it's like, it's not about the arch. And some people are saying like, um, it'll like, this I don't get. Like if you watch sports like boxing, MMA, or even like American football or whatever, these are athletes in their primes in their twenties and thirties. We got some people saying now I can't bench with my elbow going to 90 degrees. Cause it hurts my shoulders. Even with an arch, you can't bench your elbow to 90 degrees. If you are in your twenties and thirties in your athletic prime and you were incapable of bench pressing to 90 degrees, I don't know what to tell you. Your body is fragile and it's not very impressive. If you are like, I am incapable of, of being able to do that without injury. What can I tell you, bro? Sports aren't your thing. Then you know how crazy it is to hear that and be like, you're an athlete. What are you talking about? You know what I would answer to that? That's, that's a rule in squats. And that's like, that's not an excuse for anybody. If you miss depth on squats, people like will make fun of you, right? Oh, his squats high, whatever. But now all of a sudden, when it's depth for another lift, it's oh, I can't, I can't hit depth. If somebody says I can't hit depth on squat, you like you have to find a way to do so. Otherwise, that lift won't be good for for your next meet, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't be the case for bench? That's that's what I don't get. If we want to be hardcore powerlifters, like yeah, you have to hit depth. It's your job as an athlete. It's the job uh, of the coach to make sure the athlete is able to hit depth on squat. If, if we add a, an elbow depth on bench, like, how is it that different? Like, for instance, myself personally, uh, I, I actually have issues from time to time hitting depth. And it's not an excuse. It, whatever, I, I'm not built uh, to hit depth easily, whatever. I have to find ways to actually make that happen in a meet or in training when it matters. So I think the same goes for bench. And maybe some of the benchers that have, like, an easy time squatting to depth will maybe understand some of the struggles that some some other people could face where maybe your body isn't like well made to to be in certain positions but the sport is that's the standard you have to hit it otherwise it's not good for us so it's just a new standard on, on that movement and i don't and people are like yeah man uh you'll hurt your shoulders come on dude it's some people will only have to squat to to bench uh, one inch deeper or maybe two inches deeper. So if two inches deeper crushes your your shoulders, like you said, maybe there's something off and probably benching to depth shouldn't be your main focus, right? Dude, you could arch as much, so much still. Your, yeah, your, yeah, shoulders, will, your shoulders can be in position. Uh, it will change maybe 1% of, of, of benches that we see in the IPF, maybe 2%, no more than that. Oh, where... I think a change could occur. It's probably with the setup because right now, uh, uh, at least from January on, it will be forbidden to set up with your feet on the bench. And for instance, mm-hmm. Tiff uses that setup. I use that setup. So we actually will have to find ways around that. And there are not many, obviously. Feet has to, uh, they have to be on the ground. But that's, I think, will have the most impact rather than just the elbow depth. Yeah, I used to, my feet on the bench. I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I Kafui was in the in the gym and he's like texting me like, "Damn, man, this that's the one that's gonna get me." Because Kafui doesn't yeah. have a big 
arch or nothing like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is going to level the playing field a little for you. I bet like he's probably not, you know, but on the flip side, he's like, I do use my feet, but he's messing around with it. And he's like, I'm starting to get it. It's, 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 it's it'll be a jump. It yeah. won't be that bad. It, it's, it's definitely not that bad. It's, you will probably make set, setting up feel different, but I don't, I don't see it as being uh, like a huge cornerstone in terms of maybe it will take a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks to get adapted to that. And then after that, you're good to go. What do you think, Leah? What are your thoughts on all of this? Make it simple, Ryan. We had a sentence <laughs> at the gym. When you're strong, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, is, no, yeah. like, so I have two points of view. I have the one from IPF, and I can understand that it doesn't look nice, blah, blah. Okay. But on the athlete's level, I'm like, I don't really care about that elbow, whatever if you are, you are able to arc. Yeah. Because actually, when you understand what it means and what you you have to do to get that type of arc and that type of bend, you are quite impressed because this is a lot of work actually to maintain that position, that position, and to bend like that. So I'm like most impressed on anything because I'm not able to do it. I have quite a range of motion and everything, but I can understand that it doesn't look good for someone who is not really into sport. Um, and if I was able to do it, like I would do it, like everybody will do it. Even the ones who pretty like it's not bad, blah, blah. Um, the only thing I do not agree with, and this is the point of Pana, it's like, I don't understand why you can't set up on the bench anymore because most people who do it, they don't have a huge arc or a huge, like they still have a huge range of motion. So it doesn't really make sense to me that rule but the other rule about the elbow i'm like okay whatever like i think it won't change as much as we think um because venture was a big bench and so we still have to do with that anyway it's um i mean yeah for setting up on the bench with your feet on the bench usually because you don't have a huge flexibility in your back that's why you need the feet on the bench and usually the people with huge flexibility in the back don't need the feet on the bench. They put it on the ground. So that's that I agree. Um, in terms of like the, the arch, I know as like athletes, you guys would probably, so I had this conversation with someone else on another podcast, but I've had a bunch. So I can't remember exactly which one, but they were essentially saying, like you were saying, Leah, where it's like, I don't care what someone else does. If I could do it, I would do it. But here's the thing from like a, a sports standpoint, if you're like the IPF, you're like, look at if we're on Eurosport or we're on like social media or anywhere as a viewer, just entertainment value alone, just like entertainment value. I can tell you as a commentator, when like it, if it's a sumo deadlift, Enna's, Enna Horo's deadlift was like one of the best deadlifts, what was like one of the best lifts of the world championships in the 83 oh. kilo class. It was amazing. I was on my feet. The crowd was on their feet and it was like, it's a sumo deadlift. Nobody cared. Everybody's like, oh my God. And it was like amazing. But never, ever has everyone gotten on their feet and, and been like, oh my God, when oh, Eddie Berglund or Sean Noriega or one of these people. Well, do nobody does that for bench anyway. <laughs> no, well, but, but listen, there's no action. You know what I mean? Where there's like, um, when you watch it, there's like no action, like from a viewing standpoint, 
if if you know sports make rules to make the sport more entertaining all the time like like nba hockey whatever you, you make those rules so it's not so much like um we're doing it to level the playing field so everybody's more even it's more from because that's what all the athletes are looking at it as it's more like if you're watching this how do you make this more entertaining to watch and number one I need to see the bar in motion. I need like, if the setup is the action, like, like, like your point's right. It's very difficult to get into a bench charge like that, but I'm not watching a strength sport to see how good you are. Flexibility wise, yeah. you know, I'll watch a strength sport to see how strong you are. Like if I want to see how flexible and be impressed, I'll watch, I'll go to the park and watch these, these boys do Tai Chi and yoga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and again, I don't think this new rule will kill like the flexibility aspect of it. You know what I mean? It just, you, you will have to hit a certain depth. And what I don't get from people is that, um, so it's, it's something to, to consider that if somebody squats, like, let's say myself, let's say at some point I squat 300 kilos and it's uh, a half squat. I won't get, I'll maybe get one or two comments like, oh, hey, dude, you're strong. And then 98% of the comments will be uh-uh, depth, depth, don't care about the weight, depth. Why, would, why wouldn't why would we that have that on bench? Whereas on bench, it's whatever range of motion is fine as long as, you know, you touch your chest with it. And for me, it's, it's not fair because, for instance, Ray Williams, he has to 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 have really really big tricks on his squat in order to hit the depth, and he has to do that against his own body. You know what I mean? Mm. You have to find ways around the standard that's actually provided by the sport in the the the, the rule book. So people are like, yeah, man, uh, it will change my bench. Yeah, man, people have their squat changed slowly, solely to meet the criteria of depth. So if you have to do that on bench, then that's fine. And all the more as people are like, yeah, but have you ever tried to bench uh, this amount of weight at this body weight uh, with this range of motion? If you go to every strong powerlifter and you reduce their range of motion by 90%, all of them will bench 20 kilos more, 30 kilos more. So I agree being an athlete uh, and kind of like Leah and also probably kind of like Tiff, I don't think like I was waiting that rule to happen. It wasn't as if I was like, that That definitely needed to happen right now. Well, to be honest, I even care yeah it's, it's kind of the same but not, now it's now it's passing I, I say that because i i'm not in fact about it obviously <laughs> now now it's passing you're like okay yeah i think this has some fairness to it especially if you compare first like um the the standard between all of the athletes uh in order to have an equity field and also uh, like you said the viewership which is extremely important um and people like yeah this was done for for instagram and Honestly, I, I don't think it's that simple. Obviously, it's way easier to say it was done for Insta and then to destroy this idea rather than right. tackle the issue uh, that, that we are facing. But Insta gives you an idea and some sort of representation of what pe how people view the sport. So it wasn't done for Insta, but sometimes Insta could allow, um, like let's say the IPF, to get a better grasp of how the average viewer, average gym goer views the sport. and yeah, the big the powerlifting arch. So honestly, I don't think the the arch is the problem. I think the range of motion, really, really, extremely reduced, is the problem. So and and again, the new rule won't destroy arches at all. Just that some lifters, maybe one percent, two percent, two percent, will have to actually find a way around it. Like, 
people forget sports is yeah. entertainment. People like we do, people want to talk about, especially in the USAPL, which is ironic now, are like, how do we make our sport more entertaining? How do we make our sport like, how come it can't be like the NFL? How come it can't be like the NBA? How come it, how can we make it entertaining to watch? And you hear all this conversation from the USAPL talking like that. So when you actually look at it from, all right, what can we do to bench press to make it more entertaining? You need action. We just remove bench. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I got the solution. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's it's true. Like you got to You have to do something with the bench. And it, like every as soon as the rule change comes into play, everybody swings into the uh from the athlete standpoint. I don't care if it impacts me, doesn't or whatever which is from an athlete view. But if you look at it from the viewer view of just how do we make it more entertaining? You have to do something, right? It's got to be, uh, and, and it's the easiest thing to do is to pick on that. And people don't like necessarily lean into that and want to have that discussion for some reason. Like it's an obvious, like for, for instance, to your point, and they want to focus on, they want to make it ridiculous. If your prerogative is, I want to make this rule sound ridiculous, what am I going to yeah. do? I'll say you did this for Instagram. No, like that's, that sounds dumb though. Right. But in reality, if you want to grow the sport and you're like, what are ways we could grow the sport and make our sport more appealing to the masses? We want, we're on Eurosport. We want to get on ESPN, T, uh, TSN. We want people all over social media to like it so that when people see it, they're like, fuck, I want to get a part of this. That looks amazing. That's what we want. And, and how do we get bigger and bigger so that this happens? Well, if you're taking in data, you could take notes from Eurosport when they're like, look at, we get a lot of, we get millions of viewers. Here's some questions we're having. You probably have some feedback like that, but an obvious feedback, immediate feedback is social media comments, like it or not. And people will automatically be like, that's dumb. You can't do something for social media. But if your whole point is to collect feedback from the general public just to get an idea. How do we become more mainstream? And how do we, then that's, this is like the goal everyone wants is to become more mainstream if possible. So as soon as the IPF's like, gotcha, let's talk about that. How do we do it? People who want to bash on the IPF already and they don't want to understand, they don't want this to be a good idea. We'll be like, you're doing this for Instagram. That's dumb. It's like, man, the same people who will be like, we need change. We need to be more entertaining. We need to appeal to the masses. And as soon as you start making some changes and be like, look at, here's some comments we've been getting and blah, blah, blah. We want more action. They, they act like this is the craziest shit in the world. How could you even think about this? This is insane. It's like, is it? And the whole reason is like, as a fan, straight up fan, when I'm watching, I just want to see the bar go up and down and some weight to be shifted. That's the only action you could provide me in powerlifting. I don't care how impressive your arch is. I'm telling you right now. I'm like, I can go on YouTube and watch people do yoga and it's better. Or, or even if it's on par, I don't, that's not why I'm here, bro. <laughs> right. You know, the expression, I didn't come for this, bro. I came, yeah. you know. And, and again, it's, it's not as if arch arching is going to be banned, right? It's just that people with extreme arches will have to add some centimeters, some inches to their range of motion. Yeah. So it won't kill the sport. It will probably make it more interesting to watch. Uh, and also, but yeah, I understand that some issues will be lifted up, uh, with that because for instance, refereeing, I think 
will be quite challenging to to achieve, to be honest. Uh, but nothing impossible. And to begin with, if if depth is a bad rule, what we have it on squats. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's if it, if it's a, a horrible rule, why do we have it on squats? People are like, yeah, but yeah, then then it becomes controversial, controversial, and everything. Everything is always controversial in, in sports in general, and that's actually what's making sports interesting. Because if there is no controversy, then it's not interesting. Why is that interesting? Because I, I will disagree with you. You will disagree with me. We'll have that conversation back and forth. Uh, maybe you'll find some people that will agree with you, that will disagree with me. Same with me. And you know that's and you know the the talks that we like and the biggest shows in the U.S. are all people talking shit about athletes or protecting them or defending them or actually attacking them. And and that's what's actually creating uh, momentum and hype around it. So not saying we need more controversial calls, but um, I think in a way uh, it, it could be also good uh, if you, obviously, if you take care of the uh, details uh, that would allow for a, a good refereeing of that rule, because where I, I get some of the concerns uh, raised, it's definitely about the like applicability of that rule, uh, because the technicality for me would be to assess elbow depth and at the same time check for butts. I don't see how you could do both at the same time. But both at the same um, time don't happen at the same time. Here's think about this: as a usually, your butt raises after you start pressing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you get elbow depth. The elbow's coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. Press. Yeah. And then, so but you're then, looking at one, then you're looking at the other. Yeah, but then the angle to which the ref has to be seated, I think, plays a huge role and right. could be a, a factor to, to take into account. So, for instance, with the pictures they, they let in the rulebook, it's extremely easy to assess depth because the picture is really, really perfectly taken. Now, if, if you were to, to be refereeing that from the other uh, uh, part of the bench, like nowhere the butt is actually, I think it would be a lot less clearer because pecs would come in the way of the shoulder, maybe change the the, the perception that you have and, and stuff like that. So I, I don't say it's impossible to ref. Uh, being a national ref myself, I say, obviously this will be something that refs will have to be accustomed to and, and get used to uh, in order for it to be properly uh, Refer referee then judge, you know. Here's another thing. Um, and then I'm gonna get Tiff's uh ideas on this too. But um, so if you're new, everyone's talking like this right now. If you're brand new walking into powerlifting, and there's two federations, one's got a depth rule on bench and one doesn't, and you see some crazy shit going down as you're investigating yeah. the two feds, brand new. And you're thinking about like the only reason you're coming into powerlifting, obviously, is because you're you're into strength sports. It's the only reason why you're coming in. And I'm like, there's two federations. One of them, you have to have this bench. The other one, you could you could see whatever the hell kind of benches you want. Show a video of Sean Noriega. Which federation do you think I'm gonna choose? Yeah, yeah. Every time, um, doggy. Every time, from here on out. In terms of like, everyone now can have their opinions, and this is just now. In two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years time, as we move forward and time flies, my friends, take it from your boy who's <laughs> all right, who's been around the block a few times. Time flies, man. And um, real quick, we can start to see some changing momentum where people are like, 
I can't believe the IPF did this. They shot himself in the foot. Um, so many people are going to leave. Doggy, in three to four whatever years, let's talk then and see what happens. And it could be a whole nother conversation. You know, like it might be pressure on other feds to be like, we need to make certain kind of rules for some kind of range of motion because let's see. Let's see what happens, yeah. man. As long as it gets rolled out properly. Um, what do you think, Turbo Tiff? What, what are you thinking on this? Tiffany Chapel? Uh, uh, I don't have any idea of this uh, new bench rule. So as an athlete, she says, uh, we need to adapt to the rules. So whatever rule change, she she's ready to, to adapt to. Two. Um, that's the killer mentality. <laughs> that's, that's the killer mentality, right? Short and sweet, it, man. That's it, what I expect. It, it, even if they get rid of sumo deadlifts? No, that's too far. <laughs> Panna, what if, they, what if they get rid of sumo and it's only conventional? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, we tried we tried conventional for a couple of blocks and honestly it wasn't that bad so if it happens then it happens you know this is where so what do you what do you guys think would like do you think there's any kind of danger for for that talk because that talk is not not like in the ipf side but in terms of online everybody's like sumo sumo next and for me i'm like the, with the example i said with yeah. anna i'm like man anna's deadlift was amazing and everybody loved it um, so I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, so like Leah said, to be to be honest, everybody does take take uh, takes breaks during the bench events. Usually, like if you go to regional events, maybe not at Worlds, obviously, but if you go at regional events or you know whatever, bench is the time everybody takes a break. Sometimes even the athletes, uh, not not pointing anyone, uh, you know, somebody. I call, that I call it. Pose. Like break. It's my pose. It's her powerlifting break. Bench is her powerlifting <laughs> break. Everyone does so, it. Yeah. So the so, thing is. Uh, so it's so funny when I see myself at the owl. Like I'm so high and so focused in squat and deadlift. And then bench, I'm smiling and everything. <laughs> oh, it's pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the thing with that is bench is already the most boring of the three lifts. I'm not saying it is boring, but to watch um, for the audience in general. You know, you don't see any face. You just see a bar move, sometimes a couple of inches uh, from, from the distance. It's, it's not really entertaining to watch. Um, and even as an athlete, you know, it's... But I'm, I'm one of the most passionate guys in the world with, with powerlifting, and that's the lift that I enjoy the less, the less... Uh, watching when I'm not competing or coaching or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I would say sumo, um, man, even if the bar moves three inches off the floor, if you're deadlifting like four times body weight or a, a stupid amount of, of, of kilos like Anna is doing, man, it's still, it's still you, you see all the veins popping up, you see the face, the facial expression, you see you see the, the struggle, you see the, the grit. So, honestly, um, Okay, to a certain extent, I see the point because sumo can sometimes lead to those extreme short range of motions, exactly like like arches uh, are. But in a way, um, there are some some counter effects to to those extreme ranges of motion because 
um, you still have to lock your knees out, you still have to lock your hips out, you still have to uh, hold the bar for a certain amount of time for the referee to assess uh, lockout. And I think deadlift in general is a really, really, really uh, interesting lift to watch out. So I don't see the comparison if you only base the criteria on like viewership involvement. Yeah. No, well, I mean, if that's what it is, if it's literally like, let's make this as um, entertaining as possible, as fan friendly as possible, just so it's good to watch. Sumo is still good enough. Let's not get yeah. crazy. Let's not get crazy, man. We can still eventually we're just going to come out and just squat. And you yeah. know what I mean? Or that's like, it. That's it. Or, so, or just do a, a bicep curls, you know, because you see all of the biceps popping up and everything. Eventually it's going to watch. Eventually it's going to be bodybuilding. You have to be, <laughs> you have to be 3% body fat. And it's like, what the fuck? People are putting yeah, on spray it. tan and the whole nine. It's like, what is happening right now? Um, yeah. But yeah. So anyways, all right, let's move on to, because uh, I thought it's interesting that they had adapted pr pretty similar to the rule you were saying, minus the yeah. feet on the bench situation. But uh, so I was like, huh, me and Arian were like talking, like, did Penna know something? Or <laughs> or did they just see Penna? I'm like, oh, all right, okay. No, and, and at first I was, I was a little bothered about it because I was seeing so many negative feed feedbacks, especially from the community. Like outside of the community, everybody was, Kind of seeing my point, but inside the community, um, I saw a lot of, uh, I don't want to say backlash because nobody came at me or whatever, but usually people were like, oh, that's that's a dumb idea. And I was like, oh, really? Is that that dumb? And I, I wasn't really seeing why. But you know you know how I am. I, 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 as long as you don't come up directly to me, then that, that's fine. You know, everybody is 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 free to have his, his own ideas and opinions. Um, but for me, the point was really more range of motion. Why not tackle directly the range of motion and leave like the setup and and lift off or um, grip with whatever. Um, so it, it was it was a, a nice feeling to see that 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 was the rule that the IPF opted for, and I was like, oh, I'm not that dumb after all, you know. Dog, you know, in the future, you could be like, listen, not for nothing. I posted this up. I I was reposting your rule. People were talking about yeah. my rule. Yada yada. A couple months later, that shit's in place. I'm not saying it was my rule, but I'm kind of saying I might. Yeah, I, I, I might get us. Saying, if we're in the Olympics, you're like, I got us in the Olympics, Playboy. That's all I want to say. That's yeah. all. Leah got to put that a chapter in her autobiography about how Penna <laughs> literally got us. Got the got polythene into the Olympics. Chapter. That's right. <laughs> That's right. In freaking, um, I had another thought there. I was gonna say, I don't know if I can remember. Oh well, anyways. <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah. And in terms of people being like, I posted, and some people were talking about how I was like, oh, it's interesting. Take a look at the comments on this post, and they're like, it was like a normal fitness page talking about um, the IPF has now changed the rules in terms of arches, and there's like hundreds of comments saying, finally, 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 yeah. finally, and people are like, yeah, but that's not power lifters. That's just normal fitness people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no shit. Where do you think the future power lifters are coming from? Where do you think we're trying to draw into? How do you think we become mainstream? How do we get bigger than we are now from the heart than just the hardcores? It's them. It's the fitness yeah. people, the CrossFit style, strongman yeah, style, 100%. whatever, normal gym bro is. Like, Those are just gym bros and girls. Yeah, that's how we get to the next level. That's how we level up is when they're all on board as well. 
And if the feedback is that, like that's how you become an entertainment sport beyond just participants. Right now, there's sports that the only people who watch is if you participate in sport. The big sports, the mainstream sports are sports that you watch even if you don't participate. How do we cross that bridge? We have to start doing things like this. So when you people say you're talking to people who are into weightlifting, but they're not power lifters. Yes, that's kind of the point. When you want to viewership wise, entertainment wise, people are not getting that one part. And we'll see in the future, my man, because if this all shakes up, okay, I'm just saying, playboy, you you were the leader of the French revolution. And who knows what kind of tags we're going to start putting on you after that, (laughs) because we can trace it back on the timeline. Yeah, inventor of the new bench rule. <laughs> That's right. The savior you know, of the sport. I, I, was, I was about to do a post where, hey, told you guys a couple of months ago, and now it just passed. But I was like, maybe it could, could make me look a little... A little yeah, wait. Uh, see how it rolls out. See, yeah. see how it rolls out. If, if it's a horrible rule, I'll, I'll remove that post. <laughs> That's and be right. Like, no, that was oh, a, a really dumb idea to begin with. And then if it's <laughs> well, I'll be like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the one, you know. <laughs> Let's repost it again. Be like, just trying to bump this, by the way. Um, Okay, let's talk about Arnold UK, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Leah, you had made a good post talking about, I mean, we could back it up in terms of your story, this redemption story. We didn't have you on after, did we have you on after Worlds? No. Uh, No. No. But this was like a redemption story for you. Um, You had missed the World Championships and... uh, and you not only were trying to vie to get into Sheffield to make a point, but you had made a point. Like you took, like people are talking shit like they do online. And um, you made a post essentially saying like, this is my redemption. This is, this is the real me. What was it like leading into this? Like, or first off, let's back it up a little bit more. So people understand how much this meant to you. What was it like coming off of worlds and how hard was that? Uh, so it was hard, <laughs> like it, it was tough. It was a tough time. So I never felt, so it's been seven years into politics now and I never felt like I have been disappointed about some meat and because I didn't hit my goals or whatever, but like, I never really, really fade on something. Like, I don't know. I never bummed out. I never like had very bad meat, like it never happened to me. Um, So this is my real first failure into prolifting. And it was quite hard because I I know people who who didn't do make weight, but nobody really talked about it because they are not like high profile athletes. So it's not only I miss weight, it's like I miss weight in front of everyone, in front of all the community. Um, So it was two things that I have to deal with. It's like me as an athlete not competing and like have to deal with my own failure and after I like to deal with all the people talking about it and reaching out and like I had a lot of support but I have a lot of people talking shit too to deal with. So after what happened, I did cut my social media. Uh, I went to USA to to my with my boyfriend and everything, and it has been tough. Like <laughs> I 
I, I won't say like I make a depression, but almost. And what helped me is obviously my boyfriend, but also my friends that support me and, and, and Pana, because Pana is the one who, who got me to sign up for the, for the Arnold. I think if he didn't push me to do it, I wouldn't have done it. I would have waited maybe until the Europeans or something else. Um, and Pana was like helping me, like, you have to do it. We're going to do it together. This is our redemption and everything. And Pana's like, I'm glad it worked out for you. Fuck. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm, you know, so what's funny with Leah and myself is uh, usually when we fail, we fail together. And yeah. when we succeed, we succeed together. So, uh, 2021, we both became world champs for the first time in our policing careers. And 2022, where we were both, so obviously Leah was way, way, way ahead in terms of uh, like uh, secured to win her weight class than I was, but I was a, a big favorite. Uh, and we both came short for various reasons, but we both came short. So I was like, I decided personally to have my redemption on the, on the Arnold. And I told Leah, um, so that's that's something that I, I often say and with all the love that I have for TurboTif with the future of policing, I think the current goal for the next two or three years is Leah. And for me, it's, it's not even, so I don't want to say it's not even close because obviously it's close. Like for instance, Carola uh, at the Arnold was extremely strong and, and really, really close to Leah. But for me, Leah really shaped uh, female powerlifting in general, I would say, not only in France, I think in the world. And I, I think I don't see any other athlete uh, having the, the impact on the sport that she has. So I was like, uh, you know, although I didn't get my own personal redemption as a fan, as her friend, uh, whatever, I, I, got, I got something that felt as good because uh, Leah, she, everybody was doing like, you know, the Sheffield thing that you were doing uh, with like, um, and every time I was seeing one without Leah on it, I was like, how, how can you forget? How Crazy. can you forget? You know what I mean? It's, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's dumb. Like if you, if you wrote something like that and you didn't write Leah's name, you don't know anything about powerlifting period. Like I, I, I don't like to make statements like that, but at some, at some point you have to speak the truth. Um, sometimes ago, 500 kilos was the absolute gold standard for 63s. She totaled 50 kilos above that. If you don't realize greatness when you have it in front of you, then you don't know nothing about the sport. That that's my view. So, yeah, Leah got her redemption, man, and <laughs> I, I was. It, it eased my my pain of not being able to compete. It, it was it was so good to see and to watch and to, to experience also. When you're going into this, Leah, knowing so first off, okay, um, you get talked into it, and I like obviously you know. Spoiler alert, it was a good idea, right? But you, going into it, though. At first, I didn't think of the other Right. So let's talk about that for a minute. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Because we talk, like, in DMs uh, from time to time and catch up. And you had mentioned, like, frig out. Like, you know, you weren't in it, in it yet. You know, you weren't totally in it yet. And it was tough. Like, people might not understand, in terms of the pressure, you alluded to your high-profile athlete. Fucking very high-profile. Like, when you missed weight, I remember telling you, like, it was Gaston who told me you missed weight. Like, the president, to your point, 
if you're ranked 15th coming into the world championships, Gaston's probably not coming over to six pack lap of that being like, fucking, uh, do you hear Joe, whoever the fuck from Ireland missed weight? I'm like, no, but cool. And then, you know what I mean? No, he's coming over being like, holy shit, Leah Bavwa missed weight. You know what I mean? Like that is when, you know, it's a big deal. Um, so it's, so you feel like it's not just you, it's not just France. It's, literally powerlifting the president is was like shit she's one of our big stars and you know spd sick and fuck we want her at sheffield yeah. and you know like everybody like the, to you, i'm just like for anyone listening i want them to understand it's one thing to feel like you let yourself down it's another thing to be like fuck you know that's the toughest that's hard and you're like a good person with a huge heart so you would it'd be tough for you and that's where i like people might not realize and, um, and I can see where Penna could be like, this is going to chase you until you get back on that platform. And then you could, you have the strength, you have the power. Redemption is one meet away. So then you sign up and you're like, how, what are your thoughts earlier? Are you like, I don't know. I, uh, how was it going? Uh, I was, I was not feeling confident during like early early August because I was dealing with so the I, I had been impacted quite a bit with COVID. I it took me time to recover like body weight, appetite, like strange and everything. I, I lost I lost weight. Um so it's been tough and I was dealing with some back back pain too and my shoulder. Um, so I was with a physiotherapist there in USA. Um, and until like late August, I was not feeling confident. I was like, I don't know. And suddenly, I don't know from nowhere. No, I, I know actually. When I came back to France, I came back to the gym. Um, I didn't have so much back pain anymore. My shoulder was okay. Um, and all the eye, the energy of the, of the gym. They keep? I was, yeah. It, like my strength was coming back and everything and I was feeling way better. Doesn't it make a huge difference when you're with the right people? It's yeah. true. It's Always. cheesy to say, but it's true. Always. You so, know rooms, you Hannah, go in the room. Hannah as I, I don't know this energy that is prayed around him. <laughs> it's so weird to say that, but he just spread so much energy, like so much patience and hard work and everything that when you are around him, you can just be the best as you can. You can't be like lazy. You can't be like, no way. <laughs> I, I give them, I give them a look. I give them a look. So I, I think, I think our connection is, is quite bad. Is it, is it okay right now? No, I'm, I'm good on my end. Okay. Yeah. So I, I give them, I give them a, a certain look. Where it's like now it's time to work and, <laughs> without saying a word. For, yeah. So Pana, Pana was repeating me, like you are the goat. Don't forget it. You have to show people that you are the goat, and you are repeating. Yeah. <laughs> every, yeah. Yeah. Every. You helped me. You helped me a lot. And this is on that moment when you are very low that you can see who is really your friends and who really wants to support you. Who yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I shared, remember I shared uh, a message Penna shot me when I was like, I was commentating and I'm dying. 
me and Gavin were dying. And it was like every day for like however many days, 16 hour days. And um, it's true. Surround yourself with people like Penna and and people like surround yourself with people will gas you up and be like, you got this, you're killing it. Penna shot me a message like, dude, you've never been more on point. You're the you're killing it out there with this commentary, man. Like, keep doing it. And I'm like, fuck, that's it. That's the gas I needed. Let's go. I mean, it, it's with everything in life. The people you surround yourself with is the energy you're gonna get. So when people are like the negative type, there's the sky's always falling. They're okay because sometimes they're good at auditing things, and you need certain things to be audited. So that's good too. Everyone plays a role. But sometimes you fucking need that, you know, that cheerleader in your corner who's like, what are we doing here? What do you you got to stop questioning yourself. Do you not know who you are? Do you, do you not see who I see when you look at yourself? Because if I was you, I would be walking around with my chest out like, I'm fucking here. <laughs> like, yeah. here I am. That, that's the spirit. And, you know, what I said about Leah as an athlete, I, I like strongly believe in that. So, Whenever she was she was coming back, uh, especially when she came back with us in France uh, after her uh, small trip to the U.S., I was like, maybe she forgot who she is uh, because you know she was training alone, like her back was bothering her, her shoulder, whatever. Uh, and so training hasn't gone that well for her uh, back then. And I was like, um, I have to do my part, and my part is to not give her the, the choice. Like you're one of the strongest probably lifters that would probably ever live. So you have to act like it. And in a way, you know, it's it's also, uh, she has to lead the way uh, for French sports, female sports, uh, but also the sport in general, I think. And if she wouldn't have been that strong, that talented, that gifted, that also wor- worker, because she, she works like crazy, people probably don't, don't realize it, but uh, she, she, she pretends she's lazy, but with with the work that she does, it, it's she works, she does the job and just says, ah, oh, I don't want to do it, but she does it anyway, you know. So I'm like, you, you have to show it to everybody. And I remember like for, before every big squad, big deadlift, whatever, and even at the Arnolds, I was I was screaming off the top of my lungs, like, you're the GOAT, show them. They forgot, some of them forgot, just remember them, who you are, and make them regret the decision, for instance, not put your name. <laughs> on the Sheffield list because if you, you tell me one person has to go there, male, female, you name it, there's one name I have to give, only one. Dog, listen, you know how crazy this is? Look at Sheffield is based off of world records. You will have two weight classes, and it's Leah Bavwa and then Leah Bavwa. Yeah. How are you going to have an event? You know how silly it'd be as the commentator, where I'm like, yeah. and they're going for Leah Bavwa's record, um, and that's how the whole competition for the 63s is based is if you could beat Leah Babwa's record. And then next up the 69s and they're going for Leah Babwa's record. And that's the whole competition is based. If you could beat Leah Babwa's record. Oh, and by the way, Leah Babwa wasn't invited. People would be <laughs> yes. like, well, where the fuck is Leah Babwa? Cause this is all I'm hearing about is like, how do you going to keep, it would be a, so hard to um, commentate it and get around that big elephant in the room, which is like, the whole the whole competition is based off of Leah now without Leah being here. It's a very awkward, yeah. that's a very awkward moment. So you know SPD's telling themselves, 
please, we got to figure this out. Lee's got to do this. Because if she's not there, how do we work this out? It's tough, man. And now Lee has got two world records in the two weight classes, as well as the highest dots, as well as the highest good lift points. And it's like, all right, like, this is, this is it. How, how, um, well, actually, okay. Before we get to after the Arnold and how it all felt, let's, let's, um, let's well, actually, you know what, before we go to turbo tiff, I want to ask you about one story, which I love. Remember at the silent worker meet, this is like a little preamble. This is Penna again, where he was like, you got to get in there silent worker. And you're like, nah, too soon, too soon. Like, hey, you got to get in there. And then you were, you were selling your like, pastries it was leah's kitchen which was <laughs> fucking adorable by the way leah's kitchen and um i had some of it it was amazing you had like protein reese's peas and buttercups and stuff i was getting fed and um and then at some point you were like told Pen- was it penna's mom who was working with you yeah and sure. was it penna's grandma too no. who's the old lady no. there's a lady who's like 90 <laughs> Oh, so there so were my mom, Panna's mom, and Panna's aunt. Yeah. Dude, it was adorable. And you were like, <laughs> ladies, ladies, I need 15 minutes. I got to go home and get my, my, my belt. And they were shooting. They're like, I need you to cover me. You took off your apron. You, you tucked your apron away and like, ladies, cover me. And then you went and out. It started and you came out for the deadlifts. And Panna's like, make a show make a show my man. And I like hopped up on the table, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, how the freak. So how did this happen? Were you just watching? You're like, no, nah, I got to get in there. Yeah. When I, when I saw them on the platform and kind of told me that I say, you're going to see, you're going to regret and not do the silence work for me. Um, I don't think I would have been capable to do a full meet because like the way I was with COVID and stuff, but just to get in the stage just for the deadlift was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And he, I I had to take the bag of my passion too because this is what happened afterwards. Like I totally lost my patience and and my my kind of fire for, for powerlifting. It just shut down. And to be on the platform with with them just for deadlift I was it makes me happy. Like pure happiness it, it was and I, I don't want to blow that away but honestly uh i i feel extremely bad for not recording uh when you announced that leah was gonna do the deadlifts because man i get goosebumps just just remembering it it was honestly uh you, you talk about anna horo's uh deadlifts at worlds deadlift at worlds tell me it wasn't the same energy in the room it was crazy. Obviously, not, not the same, no, not the same way, not, 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 but in comparison, it was the same energy. Everybody lost their mind. Everybody was, oh, the God is competing. And she's just deadlifting. And that was like a mini surprise. It wasn't planned at, at all. It's just her inner, you know, um, beginner polisher was like, oh, I need to live this. And that's one of the main reasons why I usually encourage people to compete whenever they feel ready and not whenever they hit a certain level or numbers, because man, the emotions that you get uh, from the crowd when, when the crowd is involved as an athlete, it's something like it's yeah. so precious. It's it's just an insane feeling too. And, and when when you got 
Ryan Sixpack Laparat coming to to actually fire this up even more. And you got the GOAT deciding to deadlift all of out of the blue while not having done the squats in the bench. It's it was honestly, I think it was one of my favorite powerlifting moments from like all time from my life, you know. This was just and something amazing to witness and to live. I, I, I don't know what was captured on the stream, but um, I've never in my life been in a situation where like the competition is already going. And then yeah. you coming up and said like, you got to build this brother, like make it big. And, and Lee is like in the background and nobody see the crowd doesn't know. And when it comes time and her name's not on the scoreboard yet. People are like, what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. I hop up on a table. And I got the microphone and the crowd's like looking over like, what the Keska fuck? And I go, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and I got like, I need to make a special announcement. Leah Bavois has entered the competition. And everyone's like, <laughs> and I go, ladies, the queen is back. And all of a sudden when Leah comes out and she like, as soon as she hit the platform and the look on Leah's face, she was like, Let's fuck. It's go time. It's Leah Babbitt all over again. The crowd goes crazy. And then she smokes that deadlift, struts off. And I go, long live the queen. And it was like, oh, it's a moment. It was like, um, and we didn't even know she'd come out for second and thirds. Lee didn't even know. She's like, I'm coming out for seconds and thirds. After that, yeah. she was like, she was, I don't know. Maybe I just hit a deadlift and peace out. Nah, I'll be back. I'll, let's do this again. And it was like, a, it was crazy how the crowd was so receptive. And like, um, I was getting chills doing it. Seeing Leah in the wings and knowing the crowd didn't see her yet, but I could see her. And then seeing the crowd is all turned because I'm standing on a fucking table in their turn. Like, what is this all about? And I'm like, oh, I got a secret I'm about to tell you guys. And I'm drawing it out to be traumatic. And then when Leah steps onto the platform, it was like, holy shit. And then you ran around the side. That was like the most hyped opening deadlift you're ever going to see. Who, yeah, right? uh, who cares about an opening yeah. deadlift? That was the most yeah. hyped opening deadlift I've ever done. And you ran around the side to come see me like, dog, that was it. That was what yeah, I was looking that, for. That was I really regret not not filming it from you know from the like behind on the side we, we, there was some place that we could chat. I regret so much not. It's okay, that moment's ours. That. that moment's just ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they can't ours. have it. No one else can yeah. have it, man. It's yeah, just yeah. ours but now. It was it was just absolute like hands down one of my top three best powerlifting moments. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't the one competing, just just living it. Uh, so I was competing, but not the one doing the lift. Just yeah. to leave that moment, and and because obviously I knew what was I what was I stake for Leah because because I knew the emotional state and the the overall state that she was in at that time, and that's why I actually was. So when she was in the when we were all training for the Salomon Care event, she was at the gym training with us. Uh, I think she just it was before she went to the US, yeah. so she was training with us, uh, but you know she was still a little down from walls. And for a whole week, I was like, just come to do one squat, <laughs> one bench, one deadlift, and then and then we're all good. And and then I was like, no, you have to come, you have to come. And then at some point, I I, I saw um you, you can hear us. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So at some point I saw a little sparkle, a little fire 
light in her eyes. And I was like, okay, I, I can get her. I can get her to <laughs> you come see something. something. Like I saw something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw something. You know, it's it's that look, right? And because at first she was like, nah, nah. And then she was like, oh, nah, but but her yeah, eyes oh, there's a hesitation yes. to say no. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Nah. And her eyes were saying yes. So but then, you know, I, I didn't want to bother her with that because right. I knew that this was emotional for her. Uh, because when you have to come back after a, a rough time, whether it be hard meat, uh, bump, you bumped out on squat, you didn't make weight, you had the, rest, the worst day of your life, three or nine, whatever, it, it's hard to get back on the platform. And it can be stressful, especially when you are um, a really, really high profile athlete and you, everybody looks, uh, everybody look at what you're doing, how you're doing it, everybody's judging, everybody's doing you know, everybody has opinions on how you should do things, how you should not do things, and etc. It's a really tricky situation and position to be in. So, yeah, I think I think it was it was the, the right call that that she had it, and she felt that passion again. And honestly, as a, a fan, uh, leaving it from the inside, it was it was crazy. It hyped Dog. me up for my dads also. <laughs> Dog, it was perfect. Everything worked out exactly perfect. And let me say, so when Leah was when I left France. And I remember Leah left like a week after me to go to US. I remember like I was just there for like a few days and I was like, Leah, I don't know how you're going to leave those people. Like, I don't know how you're going to leave. I remember messaging Leah being like, and, and Leah was like, yeah, I'll be sad. But, you know, and Leah was probably like, you know, excited to hang out with Ben and whatever. But I remember saying like, there's something special going on. It Like I told everybody, everybody, when I talk about France and Paris and the whole what's going on, like, trust me, the energy that was there, the people that were there, it's like, it's not like other places. It's different, man. It, I was like, uh, I remember messaging Leah, like, I don't know how you're going to miss, you're going to, are you going to miss <laughs> working out with those guys? I miss, I miss them for sure. Well, yeah. Well, after I mean, we talk, we talk almost every day too, so. <laughs> Oh, did you guys? Okay, yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, that's good. We do. We but do. It's, not, it's not quite like being there for those training sessions or whatever. Yeah, it's different. It's I different. remember, I remember too, something else. Um, and I was talking to Leah about it one time, one of the nights, like at, at the end, Leah was driving me home. And I was like, yo, um, in France, Turbo Tiff was a heck of a lot more comfortable because obviously she's talking French, right? And at Worlds, when I was at Worlds, you know, you take for granted, everybody speaks English. I can just walk up to a crowd of people. I know exactly what's going on in the conversation. I could jump in whenever I want. I hear a story. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. And then I was like, when I was in France, I'm, I, I can't. I could just be standing around and I got no idea what everybody's saying. But, and then all of a sudden I seen how comfortable Turbo Tiff was. And I was like, yo, Turbo <laughs> Tiff's got personality, man. She's spicy. She's a little spicy co competitor, right? And I, was, yeah. I remember telling yeah. Leah, I, I was in the back and um, I forget what I was saying, but I was saying something and everybody's got jobs to do. And Turbo Tiff was talking and everyone started laughing. And then um, I'm like, yo, what's everybody laughing at? And then Turbo Tiff would say something else and everyone started laughing. Like, oh shit, Turbo Tiff's making fun of me right now. <laughs> I was like, oh damn, Turbo Tiff's styling on me. She's a spicy contender. And then when I was getting a uh, drive home from Leah, she's like, oh yeah, Turbo Tiff's spicy, man. <laughs> it was cool we, to see people in their environment. We, we kind of are like that between ourselves. So, you know, we're, we have that uh, trash talk uh, culture where we, we usually don't trash talk other people because we don't know how they're going to they're going to uh, 
get it and if they'll understand that it's not in a mean-spirited way, whatever. Uh, but between ourselves, we are really, really spicy. And we'll, we'll, we'll come with, you know, some jokes to have at some point. Um, and yeah, it's... And, and Leah is the biggest bully of us all. What? <laughs> Leah? Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah she is. But she's she's the strongest one of us all. So in a way, that's like, hard to battle, right? Bully? But yeah, she, she's the biggest bully of, of us all. Well, I see. I love those videos of that one. Um, who was it that kept sleeping... And Lee would roll up on oh. some <laughs> that's a yeah, that's it's the same dude every time. She's like, like, like as soon as she sees, she's like, give me an ammonia real quick. <laughs> because he comes from like uh, when he comes to training with us, he lives like almost three hours away from where we train. So when he, when he comes to train, he actually left really early, trained, and it's really late. And so he sleeps a couple of hours before heading back home because it's like three hours. A three hours uh, journey to, to come to train with us. So usually that's when Leah will get him whenever he's at his weakest. And that's <laughs> that's always funny to watch. She's like, I'm about to bully this dude. Give me this emotion. <laughs> she bullies, bullies everybody, but that's that's fine. So how was, um? I'm going to ask Turbo Tiff about, first off, like coming into the Arnold. Oh, there she is. Um, <laughs> What was what was your goal, goal Turbo Tiff? Because you didn't want to break records or anything, right? So what were you thinking here? Because you competed at Worlds, then Silent Worker, then Arnold UK. So you're competing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the Arnold, I don't uh, was in the same situation like Pana or Leah because I have not uh, any redemption. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, that's, uh, hey, that's fair. That's fair. It should be twice. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's just for my pleasure, and uh, I, I love to. Mm. So yeah, it was was more so to get on the platform, uh, get mm. more experience because she only competed for two years. So she did quite a lot of meets uh. within two years. But that's that's something that I. So first and foremost, that's something that she wants and that she enjoys. And I think that's what matters matters really deep down is what the athlete wants and enjoys. But also that's something that I pushed her into doing in a way, because um, I think the more competitions she will do, and especially those really high meets when you're on the same uh, group and platform as Leah, Carola, like Joy, who, who also broke the 57 kg world record, you know, like when you're with, with the best female lifters of all time um, and you're only two years into the sport, you, you're getting a lot of experience. And we're actually extremely happy that she did it because I think that's probably one of Tiff's meets where she learned the most on herself uh, and how to deal with some setbacks because the meet didn't go as planned, 100%. But from my perspective, she handled it like a champ. So I think this was a really uh, uh, a high edu educational meet uh, for her and for us uh, for our work together. It's for 100% a good idea. You've only, only been competing two years and it's international judges international so like little things like um like the first world championships were like you got to put your hair back 
do figure that out. Yeah. So like later on when it's Sheffield, by the time Sheffield rolls around and things are going to be crazy for Sheffield, um, if you've gone to so many big competitions, you're more ready. You've seen more things, right? You're you're ready. You've seen it all. Um, and this time was like the squat. You had to be more upright, right? Was one of the calls. Stuff like that. Let's yeah. figure this out now. Not at Sheffield. You don't want to deal with that That's at Sheffield. It. Let's figure this out at the mm -hmm. Arnold UK, right? And also people don't realize, but... Tiff got actually really thrown away by the environment in which she was lifting it. She was lifting in because, uh, so for somebody that doesn't know, the Arnold is like this huge, like absolutely immense warehouse where you have thousands of noises going on at the same time. So when you're like, for instance, you're looking for a comp spot or place, there's none. Uh, you have extremely loud music hitting all the time always so you you feel the 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 vibrations in your chest and your heart all the time and so tifa actually got thrown away by that at first uh, when we were warming up because she wasn't used to that so i think that was really good because she got experience from that like you said uh, i think it's her first ever squat that's like a completed squat but that was uh called uh by the, by the refs yeah, it's her first ever squat that, that she makes and that 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 gets a no lift. Uh, it happened on bench as well. And for mistakes that didn't happen before. So like you said, you can either have that happen at Sheffield where the stake is the highest it's ever been ever. Or you can actually get that experience from other places and be like, okay, I need to look, for, uh, to look up for that. We need to also make this better. We need to do that better. And so that's why I think it's one of the best meets Tiff ever done. Not not necessarily because of results, uh, but mostly because of of her learning and us learning a lot of things uh, from that experience. It was important. It was yeah. important. Like you can't you can't buy experience. And she's only been doing this two years. You got to do it as many times as possible. And she's been doing this like already in two years. She's done two world championships. Arnold UK was international euros. Like, you know, she's got a lot of opportunities. Um, it's crazy now to think that 425 kilos is like a bad day. Like that's insane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is insane. Like if a year ago, like remember 2021, that was like a year ago. It was September. Yeah. Remember yeah. we were all in Sweden and Tiff won the world championships. Um, then, in, 20, in a year ago, Tiff, imagine I told you in one year, 425 kilos is going to be a bad day. And you'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, that, you weren't even 400 what? yet. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's insane. And also, we, we had to be careful because uh, otherwise she wouldn't have been too light and she would have registered as a 47. Right. Because she actually weighed in at 47.05. So, and, and that's something that we didn't want because we're like, okay, that's a meet you're going to send. So if, if there's 4, 435, you're going to do 435. So we didn't want that to be registered as an official world record in order to not have to do some extra work at Sheffield. So, and we also rechecked our um, water cutting strategy, worked perfectly. She was on point the midday off. She lost like the amount of weight that we wanted her to lose. So, you know, it's, 
and like you said, 425 is a bad meat for her now. So it just shows the, the standard to which we hold herself accountable and also to which I hold herself accountable in a way. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, and also I think that's the first time I got that emotional uh, with teeth lifts because um, so she, she wasn't, the day didn't start that well uh, on squats um, because her second squat was an absolute grinder like maybe five, six seconds to complete. And you got uh, red-lighted for um, basically not being upward enough at the end of the lift. So ref, refs uh, deemed that uh, her hips weren't fully locked at the end. Mm. Um, so we had to retake that. And we were like, okay, you, you kind of emptied the tank on that second attempt. So I went to her and I was, and, you know, she was really, really upset about it because it was the first time ever one of her squats got overturned. And, you know, at that time, it's really easy to throw it away and be like, oh, yeah, the rest, the rest. And that's not what she did. She was like, oh, what was the mistake? So I went to the jury, got the mistake, uh, learned from the jury, talked to her about it. And I was like, okay, what do we do? Uh, you don't have to, nothing to prove to anyone. If you, th if you think you've em emptied the tank, let's keep it for bench and deads. If you think you can make it happen, then we're going. And she was like, "Yeah, it's not. I think it's. I'm gonna do. I'm going to make it happen." And I told her, you know, champions aren't the ones that always succeed. It's you take a hard, a hard hit on the chin, and you have to, you have to get back up. And honestly, uh, when she hit that third squat, I lost my shit. Like, <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I, I'm not on the on the part of the of the stage where I get seen on the live stream replay because man I, I don't think I've yelled that much and that hard uh, being uh, being coaching someone you know on the stage I went crazy because I was so happy to see her uh, face adversity overcome that and get those three white lights after an absolute grinder on the on the second squad and she was I think it was also a really empowering moment for her to see what she's really capable of doing. When, when the video, uh, she shared the one video and you could see you guys before she went out for that third squat and it looked intense, man. Like it, it looked intense. You were like, all you guys, it was it was a different feel for sure. Um, and, and this is, again, for like sports, in terms of like building character, like when the big moments happen, the world championship, Sheffield, you miss a squat, now you know you can come back. And the third one can even move better. Here's what. Here's another thing you learn in sports. It doesn't always get worse. Sometimes it gets better. Like the second one's a grinder. And you're like, if that's a grinder, how the fuck am I going to feel after I just grind it out, emptied the tank, and I got to do it again? Sometimes it moves even better for the, and it may, no, I don't know why, but it just does. You just find another gear, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So it's important, like you said, to like go through these motions and battle back and handle these kind of adversity. Um, so what, what was the, what was the calls on the bench press? What was that second? Yeah. It was the second one. It was, it was the butt coming off the bench. Ah. Um, which, so honestly, the, the two side rests get that, that, uh, that view. So we, we're okay with that. Uh, never happened in training before, never happened in a comp before. From where I was staying, it looked okay, but that's that's the goal, you know. So, and, and she actually did the same thing on the bench. So, absolute grinder, I think five seconds, six seconds. Retook that, but this time it was, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. In in the deadlifts, um, let me let me pull this up. Did you wrap? How did the deadlifts go? Was it a three for three? No, no. my grip is uh, not good. <laughs> ah, okay. Good. So but, you ended. Sorry, go but ahead. she pulled. She pulled on one seventy five. Locked locked it out, and she was like one half second uh, from getting the down command with one seventy five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, in things, one, things look things look good. In one seventy two point five, is that the junior world record? Did she take that back from from? Because the Canadian took her junior world record deadlift at the junior world. No, Canadian. because because she competed as a she competed uh, as a fifty two. That's right. It would have been. Yeah, but but she took she took the uh, junior squat world record and junior total world record as a fifty two. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I keep forgetting she was like zero point five over, or point zero. Which was which? Yeah. Which for people uh, questioning themselves, this was like intended. Uh, we wanted her to purposely miss weight so that she wouldn't be able to register any record whatsoever, so that she she could go all out. Because if she she would have been to register as a forty seven lifter, all of her lifts would have count as records, like like Leah's. And that's not what we wanted for this event. Right. Yeah, for sure. It'd be crazy to bump up Sheffield's, you know, when Sheffield rolls around, they're like, ah, shit, why did I do that? <laughs> Especially like, um, I think they're paying out for like individual records as well. Yes. Yeah, as exactly, the total. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And then afterwards, so for yourself, Penna, um, leading into this, your, your numbers were absolutely getting crazy in training. And what was it that the injury that took you out eventually? Yeah, so um, basically, basically um, things were going well, and I, I got my bench back, which after five months of battling my clavicle sprain felt extremely good and rewarding. And everything was was going great. And then I just did a, a dumb rookie mistake. I won't elaborate on that publicly because um, I don't want to throw shades away at anyone. Uh, but basically, I changed um, some parameters that I think you shouldn't change the the week a week or ten days before your meet. Um, so it's let's say how can I how can I say it? Um, like habits um, mm. outside of the gym to take care of your body, whatever. So I did a dumb mistake based on that. Uh, I had some of those parameters changed and I'm, I'm the only one responsible for that. So basically the very, very next day I go to train and with 70 kilos, I do a couple of reps with 70 kilos on squats and I feel my glutes really, really tight. And then all of a sudden my back just blocks completely shuts down um on the fourth or fifth rep with then 70 I kilos go, damn yeah, man 70 kilos what were you doing yeah, outside the gym doing <laughs> holy shit I, I, I can't i can't yeah don't that. say it's all good but, don't burn the source i got you but yeah. uh yeah. yeah so but, but again it's it's on my end no, nobody else's uh I, I should have known better i shouldn't have changed um some big parameters this close to to an event like that but i did it anyways because I, I, at that time i felt that this was the right call and i deeply regret it but 
that's that's okay. But then my PT came, did some massage, everything, and then he's like, okay, get away, get get up from from the table massage, and I can't get up. Like it took me 15 minutes to get up from there, and I couldn't walk for the first 10, 15 minutes. Oh um, man! So it was it was quite scary to be honest. Uh, I had a couple of those happen to me, but never felt that much pain and being in a situation that that tough that hard and so then you know all of a sudden what was supposed to be my redemption meets became uh became something really hard to deal with and to battle so i went all the way uh of the process didn't so i stopped training for three four days because i was like if i cannot bend at my own body weight, how am I supposed to squat or deadlift? So then when it got better with my own body weight, started to add some more weight. And um, so on Thursday, two days before the Arnold, I, I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, if I cannot hit those numbers, then I'm, I'm dropping out of the Arnold because there's no way I'm going to hit the world record and it's not worth the shot. With Euros coming um, in, in in eight weeks now, so it was it was one of the hardest calls for me to make because I'd rather go out on my shield ra- rather than not show up. Hmm. So yeah, it was it was hard. Thing is, man. I mean, if it's injury and you show up, like you got a shot in eight weeks, you you get you make it worse you could set yourself up for another, like it's one of those deals, right? You got to look at the bigger picture. Was it tough because you're like, we don't know when they're going to start making these calls for Sheffield wild cards. So you're like, what is the cutoff? That's the toughest, right? In terms of time-wise. Honestly, not really, because my view on that is is quite simple. Um, The rule, the the best way to get to Sheffield is to win Worlds with a qualifying total. You do that, you're safe. You don't, you know you're not safe. So from the moment I didn't do that at Worlds, I knew I wasn't safe. And so I cannot have expectations when mm. the rules were clear, clearly established. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's I fell short. And obviously I'll do my absolute best to get to Sheffield. But if I don't, it's that I don't deserve it this year. And as an athlete, when you're the best, you get drafted or selected by the best teams. They pay you a lot of money. Whenever you you get down a little, sometimes they'll cut your salary off. Sometimes they'll send you to another team. That's sports, man. Uh, it's performance. So if I don't get to Sheffield this year, it's that I don't deserve it from a performance perspective. And if I don't, then I need to work harder. And if I do, then it's because my work would have been sufficient to, to get me there. So... Honestly, the hardest part wasn't that. The hardest part was more so kind of like Leah in a way. Uh, I knew that people were expecting something out of me. um, And I just wasn't able to deliver that. And also, all the more as um, some people um, will view my, my training style as extreme. And they will, you know, use the fact that I... I tweaked my back to be like, oh, Pana is doing whatever and, and it's not working and whatever. So it's it's a hard pill to swallow because like with Leah, for instance, uh, I, I know and a lot of people knew her worth, but 
sometimes knowing sometimes knowing the worth is is one part of of the process, but the other part is showing up. And I felt that I I, I didn't get the chance to show up uh, for a dumb dumb rookie mistake that I shouldn't have made in the first place. So that was the hardest part. It was seeing all of that and be like, okay, could have been better. Um, but yeah, that's that's another tough pill I'll have to swallow. And and you know it 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 feels bad right now. And I was really really bad down for a couple of days. Uh, but first, uh, those ladies' performances eased my heart a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, so that that was that was nice. Uh, but also, I was like, okay, you know, I whatever happens, I'm not quitting powerlifting. Whatever happens, I'll be training my ass off. Whatever happens, I need to get back on top really, really well and really, really soon. So I take a couple of days. I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm down about it. And then back to work. Well, this is it. It's not like you, you're you know, you're retiring. Like you said, it's yeah, like, no. I'm going to be, it, Sheffield's going to be every single year. The world championships are every single year. Euros is every single year. Like it just continues on. It's just, all right. It's going to take a little longer to come back, but it's not, you know, whatever. The door isn't closed completely. Um, and it is like, it was cool. The, like when the IPF put up that post saying like redemption and it was like the redemption meet for team France. We got more redemption meets, man. It's a bigger comeback now. You know, it's 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 almost like we sent uh, we we set a trend in France, and we we see more and more of those like redemption, redemption. And in a way, I f- I feel that that's expected as a powerlifter, as a powerlifter, because you know you set expectations for yourself, and we don't hit those. You like redemption. So, for instance, Coco also had his redemption meet at right. Worlds. Leah just got hers. I want to get mine. Uh, so j- just like the, the 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 low bar squad is becoming the French squad. Uh, that's right. That's right. The low bar squad is the French squad. <laughs> to a certain extent, I think redemption could be could be the 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 main keyword for our team France soon enough. And and Triple Tiff isn't losing, so she doesn't have any redemption going on. What's what's her story angle? <laughs> that's, like you like you like you said it. Everybody has a different story, right? That's right. Right. Her own is at least for now is just success. And I, I I hope and I wish her not to have to go the, the route of, of redemption because it's it's not an, an easy one to, to go through. But I know if at some point she has to, she, I know that she'll get that through. But I hope this comes, this never comes. And if it comes, the the latest, the better, I think. Who would um Tiff, who would you like to come to Sheffield? Is there somebody that you think should come to Sheffield? That you'd like to see to compete against as a competitor? Ouais, en tant que contre qui toi t'aimerais faire une compétition? Lia. Oh, Lia. That's probably you know what. So I'm not no lie. I was starting to think, and this is I'm glad she said it. Her competition in the 47s, she's starting to pull away. Right, someone could come. Right, people come out of nowhere. And, um, you know, maybe Heather adds kilos, Jessica from the U S she's young. Maybe she adds kilos. She's in the four hundreds, but Tiff is starting to pull ahead in the 47s. Her competition is kind of starting to be Leah, you know, Amanda Lawrence on points, right? Yeah. 
Hum. Bien, ce... Faut bien aller chercher les meilleurs. Qu'est-ce que tu en penses de ça Du fait d'aller chercher les meilleurs bah, T'es contre euh, actuellement genre, les meilleurs athlètes de l'histoire sur les. Euh, genre, bah, de l'histoire. Genre de l'histoire du sport. Je ne sais pas, je n'ai même pas les mots. Donc, elle a dit que. You know, because she comes from boxing, I think she has this this spirit and energy where she has to, to, to go against someone, right? Mm. And she she never shies away from from a competition, and um, she she's really really happy, and and she says that she, she can't find words to describe how it feels to have to go against Ia, Amanda, those top athletes. So she, yeah, Lia Lia is is on the list. <laughs> well it's it's crazy because she's only competing two years and was the best lifter at the world championships yeah. so she's already and you, you know the- what's funny is a lot of lifters and people would have take all of the credit for themselves like yeah I'm, i'm the best lifter at worlds i'm the best lifter in 2020 whatever and whenever you ask Steve about it she's like yeah leah wasn't here that's normal <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, we may know Salipat, and so just her answer shows that she 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 isn't avoiding competition. She wants to confront herself to the best of the best, and so mm. everybody, whenever you know, sometimes uh, in order to boost her ego up, sometimes I'll go, "Hey, best lifter in the world, how are you today?" And you know when I say that to to and and someone is around and like oh Tiff is the best in the world and I go yeah yeah she's she's the best in 2022 and she will be like yeah Lia wasn't here so that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I guess we could sort this out soon enough. You guys will be competing again. Will you guys all be at Euros? Um, uh, no. Bre- breaking news. <laughs> oh, okay, breaking news. Uh, no. Uh- I'm thinking about it, and I don't think I will compete at Europeans. I mean, you already um, redeemed yourself, right? <laughs> so, for for many reasons. First, um, it's been seven years, and I never took a break. Like, never. Like, even when I go in holidays, I still train. Um, and I'm still going on prep to prep to prep, like, seven years, and I really, after everything that's happened this year like because not only in pro lifting like also in my personal life i need to <laughs> i need to breathe <laughs> i need to break so i think i will just let me this end of the year to take care of myself and we have some business going on and everything i have a lot of work to do and go back on the prep for 2023 personally but Panan is his redemption, so of course he's going to do the European. <laughs> Are you um like after the Arnold? Um, I, I got another question for Leah. Are you? <laughs> you <said laughs> um, so after the Arnold, you got your redemption, and um, and you hit your it's five fifty six and a half. Yeah, you uh, had your five Yeah. And you not only had a personal redemption on your side from, and here's another thing that we didn't talk about earlier, but you didn't have to weigh in 63 kilo, but you were like, I'm weighing 63 kilo, but you could have went 
You could have done whatever. You could have weighed whatever you wanted. And a lot of people right after Worlds happened were like, maybe you should go 69 kilo. Um, is this going to be an issue or is it going to hurt your strength to cut, whatever? And this was something that at, at what point was it right away or did it take time? Did you decide, no, you know what? I'm going 63 and I'm, I'm going to prove I can make 63 and not only be the same old me as 63, but obviously you end up breaking the world record, et cetera. Was it like important for you to be like, we're good at 63. It was yeah, small... it was, it, it was a major factor. Like I needed to be at 63 because I didn't make weight upwards and the goal was, well, my, my weight class was 63. So I didn't want to avoid uh, a weight cut. I didn't want to avoid like, oh, I just go 69 because it's just easier. It makes things easier. Um, I needed that challenge for myself. So this is why I, I did cut at 63. And it was not that hard because my body weight was around 64, 65 and almost more around 64. Uh, kilo, so I just cut like one kilo and four forty gram, no, four hundred gram. So yeah, it was not that bad actually. And we could like put to bed any of the talk, like for instance, like people. Well, first off, if you were ever going to move up, you don't want to move up like that. You that, that's not how you yeah. leave the sixty threes. Yes, it, it, exactly. I wanted to make a statement, like I wanted to make something huge before I just leave 63 weight class for good and even now like i can picture myself going slowly to 69 and then if i don't really think i will be a full 69 lifter um i will just stay around my normal body weight but um but i, I feel like i still have some stuff to do at 63 <laughs> weight class well he's... um sorry go ahead but yeah i, I didn't want to leave and just avoid it make an easy choice for the animals. Well, here's the other side of it. And this is another thing that had to happen. And it happened. You had to clash one more time with Corolla Gara. And she is, yeah. she, she had a, it had to happen, right? And uh, that's where people like move up to 69. I got you. And there are good people in 69. Uh, Chandler Babb, phenomenal. Marta Jenner from Norway, phenomenal. There, there's people in 69. So it's good. But before you left 63, th this had to happen, you know, and, and the Gara clash, maybe it's not even over yet. She put up a 546, I believe. Isn't that right, Arian? Yeah, 546. Which is like a phenomenal, another phenomenal total. So it's, I mean, it's still like, you know, you got a good spread of 10 kilo on her, but still this had to, this conclusion had to come. Um, you were ready for it. How much did it mean to you that she was there at the Arnold Classic? Uh, so I first didn't sign up and I was surprised she did because she just did the word games and I was like, fuck, she's going right into a prey for, for the word games to pray for the animals. And I was like quite impressed. Um, but I was, at first I was a little bit I don't say, I don't know if scared is the right word, but I was not feeling confident about that because I was like, I don't know if I will come back on time at my best friend. And I, and I wanted to be at my best, you know, like to, to have the fight with her. Um, 
and, and actually I did. I, I think I was at my best. I, I could I could be uh, on the meet, but when I was dealing with my back pain and everything, I was like, I don't know if I will be able to even maybe compete. Um, but I was happy after, like when I came back on my normal strength and everything, I was like, yeah, I I'm happy because first I need to make a statement because after what happens and I'm going to meet her again on the platform. So I was like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We'll kill two birds, with one stone. I remember after you won 2021 worlds and I was like, Oh shit, you won. I remember you saying Coral Agara wasn't here. And I'm like, yeah. like, but so that was so a little bit like Tiffany actually. Um, when I win word last year, I didn't feel like I really win because she was not here. Because she was a current world record, um, she was a current world champion. Uh, even if I, I already had the world record order, it was not the same without her there. Like I, I felt like I didn't owe my world, my world champion, my world title. Hmm. So now you check that off. What are your thoughts? Do you think she goes to Sheffield? Do you hope she goes to Sheffield? When you're going to Sheffield, if she does, okay, put it this way. If she doesn't go to Sheffield, let's say she doesn't. Are you thinking, well, Frig, I don't want to be the only 63. Or even if they put in another 63, it's not Corolla Gara. There's, it's you and Corolla, and then there's a big spread before everyone else. With all due respect, so there's some phenomenal maybe, lifters. <laughs> maybe other breaking news. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I do go to Sheffield, I will be 69. Oh, damn. Well, there it is. We are breaking news all over. That was my <laughs> question, essentially. Um, so why, why do you think that would be? Why would you prefer to go 69? Just because the competition-wise? So or? I think you will. I will be able to do way more progress on 69 and not cutting because even if it does not really affect uh, the weight cut doesn't really affect my performance I will still evolve to eat more calories and to put on weight a little bit more and more muscle so I think I can get more I, I can have more come on, more progress um, staying around my, like in the 69 weight class Um and the goal is to increase more of the world records and I already did it on 63. So obviously I have more margin as doing it at 69 now. Oh, that's true. Right. What's the 69 kilo world record? 548. Oh, shit. So it's, so it's less Str than 63. So based on like breaking the world record, it's easier now in the 69th. Strategically speaking, you got a better shot at breaking the 69 and taking it further and uh because to win all of Sheffield yeah wow so yeah I guess totally makes sense so it'll be uh I don't know if Mar so Martin Jenner isn't been like a you know in an invite but it could who knows it depends on yeah I think I think she she has a good chance to break the world records at at the Europeans um so I can't wait to see what she does, actually, because she was supposed to compete at the Arnold's and she couldn't. This is going to be interesting. It's um, yeah. an, an SPD, 
you know, if you already told them, well, they're going to find out now because you're making it official. But um, no, I, to be to be honest, I didn't even ask or I didn't even say anything because I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit like Hannah. You need to prove that you you deserve it. And after what happens at work, even if like you say, okay, I have, I owe two work because on two weight class, I still didn't make weight at work and I didn't like qualify for it. So I was like, I have to do my, my proof, you know, like to, to get an invite. But even if I don't, like it's a sport, like, and as you say, I, there will be more Sheffield like each year and, I should have, I, I had my chance at words and I, and I didn't make it. So. I mean, come on. Is, sure. But it's, it's like 99% going to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. You, sure. You know we have you to throw that know. out there. We you have to never know what kind of, we never know, but it's the craziest shit in the world. But you, you know what? I went, I went <laughs> to the Arnold and I didn't even think about Sheffield. Are you serious? I, I just, because no, because, and I think words makes me realize one thing. It's like, you never know when you will have a chance to compete again. Um, so I was like, you never know if you will be your last meal or not, or if you will, I don't know, make weight or bomb out or whatever. And I was like, I want to be able to do, to be at 100% at each meal that I do now. And and this is why I didn't think about Sheffield because if I thought about Sheffield, I could have not erased the word because as high as I did um, at, at the Arnold's. But I was like, maybe I won't get invited. Maybe, I don't know, maybe even if I get invited, maybe I won't be able to, to do Sheffield. Like, you never know what can happen. Right. So I was like, I just do it. <laughs> you know, well, you, you got to live for the day. Yeah, you could start being like, I got to do this for like, you're right. Like, what if, what if you don't do this? You get injured before Sheffield. So you miss Sheffield. And it's like, that was my time. Back in Arnold was my time to break that 63 kilo world record. You got an opportunity. Sometimes you just take it. So, you know what? I remember Samantha Kaloon in 2019, she did the Arnold's and she could have beat the world record. It was Kara who has it still. And she could have beat the world record. She didn't make weight, but she was close to the world record, like just to make like, okay, I'm here, hello. And she was, um, she was hoping to to go to words to to show what she was capable to do and break the world record officially. And COVID happened. She mm. couldn't she couldn't live during two years, and words never happened. And didn't break the world record when she when when she could. So. After that, I was like, when you, when you can do something on the meet, just do it because you never know what can happen after. That's freaking true. That's true, period, <laughs> man. Just do it while you have the opportunity because you never freaking know. Um, this is going to be an interesting conversation then with like on SPD's side because let's assume you get a, an invite. Now all of a sudden they got to have this conversation on their end. Do we bring any 63s? I, I think know. she, I think Carol might get an, an invite. Like she, she went equipped, she went uh, junior. She, well, like she has quite a title and record stuff. So I don't but, know why she would, wouldn't get invited. But the big thing would be, um, well, there's, okay. The one caveat is 
they want people to go to the classic worlds. And um, you went, you missed weight, but you went, but they don't want people purposely bypassing world championships, right? Like they, you don't want to de-emphasize classic worlds. Um, yeah, but- I can understand that, but well, she was preparing for world games. So I can so understand that path. she's keep, she's so keep. She- And last year in 20, 2019, uh, no, 2021, sorry, uh, she was injured. And actually uh, she got injured uh, again at the Arnold's. That's why she couldn't make her last deadlift. So I, I hope she can make Europeans. Well, how about this though? So I don't know if they're going to bring someone in to lift by themselves in a weight class because you really want to see showdowns, right? You want to see people head to head. That's what makes it more entertaining usually, unless they think she can maybe break your world record. But what if we got you, Chandler Babb, Corolla Gara, all as 69s? And add Marta Jenner in there. Uh, well, if you, had, if you had Marta Jenner in there as well, I mean, maybe it's too many 69s, I don't know. But that would be you, Marta Jenner, Chandler Babb, and Corolla Gara as 69s. I don't even know. That is that is the craziest. But maybe it's too many 69s, I don't know. But it is super stacked. That is the, so. That is the most stacked division you could think of. I don't know I, if they want to do that. I didn't even think maybe. about it, but yeah, that would be crazy. It just depends on because I don't know how I would feel about just one sixty-three, Go, not going against someone head to head. You versus Bab and and Chandler, or sorry, uh, and uh, Jenner, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Or maybe they're like, yeah, we can't have Gara and Jenner. We, we're only going to take one of them. So maybe they have to make a tough decision there. But it's difficult for me to get as excited if it's not toe to toe people going head to head. That's a little better. It's better anyways. You can't have it all the time. I don't know who they're going to bring in for Tiff. You know what I mean? Like like she's getting too far ahead of everybody. So that's why. Yeah, but that that's going to be tough though because when you think about it, it's it's like you need an, another 47, you need another 52, you need like right. there is only four wild cards. So it's, it's tough. I don't know how they're going to make it, but. You got to pick and choose wisely. On that, on that, I think I would have to disagree with you, Ryan. I, I, I personally believe that Heather deserves her spots at Sheffield um, because even though now Tiff pushed the, the weight class to new heights uh, that Heather didn't hit, uh, at least official income, um, she was the GOAT of the weight class for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally think that she could have done better at Worlds and that it's not her real potential, uh, if I could say. So personally, I I definitely would like to see her compete against Tiff and have that settled once and for all. Like, is the new GOAT really the GOAT? Or is the old one dog not, like, not, not to not to be forgotten? I respect there's, what you say. I kind of thought I respect what you say. I kind of think that's settled, but okay. <laughs> but like, I, <laughs> I think honestly, I think, honestly, uh, what's <laughs> it? Parce que voilà, mais euh, si elle est là, elle est là, mais 
moi, je sais que, genre, tu vois, chez Phil, c'est un peu comme là, les Arnold. Je me bats pas contre elle. Je me bats contre tout le monde. Ouais, mais Tu là, vois ce là, que je ouais, veux mais dire là, pour le coup, chez Phil, c'est vraiment des, des matchs, tu vois, genre, enfin, un, quoi, deux, deux, un, un, un truc comme ça. Bah, voilà. Oui, mais ce que je veux dire, c'est que, enfin, moi, je veux, moi, je, moi, franchement, je kifferais qu'elle soit là. Ok. Donc, oui, mais est-ce que tu est-ce que as l'impression que c'est réglé ou pas du tout Non. Non Bah, non, parce qu'on n'a pas eu le match que j'attendais. Ok. What's cracking here, Ben? Oh, I'll, I'll have to translate that. Okay. So, uh, basically, uh, no, so basically, uh, people, said pe that, people who listen, who speak French, are going to be listening to this too. Yeah, 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 yeah. just so you they're, know. They're going, to, they're going to for sure. So, yeah, right. Uh, so they'll know if your translation yeah. is softening. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm on this part right now. <laughs> um so basically she said that uh she 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 would be okay with a rematch uh with Heather. Um she felt that uh it, it didn't got quite settled at Worlds. Um because honestly we thought this would be closer. Personally, I do still believe that Tiff was the strongest and um that she, she would win anyways, but we think we thought that this would be closer. Not saying she would have to pull for the win or whatever, but that this this wouldn't be that close because the the issue when you're against someone like Heather, someone like Anna Horo in the 83s, they're gonna load the bar. <laughs> so then it's just that will they make the pull or not? But with with their last deadlift, usually they can they can catch up to you. Um, so because of that, she she would she would like to see her, but she. If, if Heather attends the event, she doesn't feel that this would be a head-to-head matchup. Um, she, she would more so compete against the others. So basically, Leah, Amanda, rather than directly Heather. Well, this is... And also against her own world record, obviously. And this is kind of what, I, what, what I'm saying is like, look, I, I respect what you're saying about what Heather's done previously as a competitor. But in terms of, um, you know, she... Uh, I'm not saying like, like, that's it. Put a, put a nail in the coffin for Heather. She's done. But what I would say is um, until she, like she, she's got to show that she can cover some ground. Cause Tiff is now 425 on a bad day. We're talking 430 and up on a good day. And Heather has never done anything like that. I'm not saying she can't, but before, if we only have four wildcard spots, Before I gave it to somebody, if I think the gap at 47 kilo class is 10, 15 or more, that's a big gap. It's like, that's usually by the time deadlifts rolls, like at Worlds, deadlift rolled around. And when I crunched the numbers based off their subtotals, Heather's 200 kilo pole wasn't even going to win it. It was like, it was already over by the time you, that, if I'm thinking uh wild card, and that's why I'm saying, I'm not saying Heather could never come back. It's more... Before then, she needs to establish a total much, much, much closer. And she doesn't have time. So I think that works against her. So in the future, maybe for this Sheffield, I think it's tough. For this Sheffield, I think you're probably going to look at with only four wild cards, 
people who are like, like for instance, Jed Jackup and Joey Damani were half a kilo I apart. Think, I think Heather will compete uh, in October in oh, France. Is she? In France. She's got to do something crazy. She's got to know in her heart of hearts, yeah. love, you better be 420 up. We need something. She, yeah, she, so she'll compete at the Girl Power event. Uh, Tiff will compete there as well, but uh, for Tiff, we'll make it an exhibition meet. Uh, it's in two weeks. Um, so you're going to compete again? Yeah. <laughs> what the but shit? There won't be any... We won't do any water cut. We won't do any... any she'll just do like openers uh, in order to, to to be part of it because um, she... Like the, 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 the French coach insisted on her competing there. It's not mm. our will for her to compete, uh, especially with this quick turnover from the Arnolds. Right. So we there won't be any any water cut involved, any no nothing. Just just her she'll she'll hit her casual SBD Saturday numbers and and probably slightly below that. Um just just because she was she was asked to do this event. Uh but Heather will compete there. So and honestly, I personally I, I think that um Heather isn't the type of lifter that just Give, gives up when when competition rises uh, and to the height Tiff uh, made that rise. So I definitely wouldn't be surprised by a, a pretty strong comeback from her uh, and potentially one that could uh, justify her, her spot for Sheffield, definitely. Yeah, well, that changes. I didn't think that, I didn't know she had something that close on the docket because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. So, and she needs to cover ground. So this would be her final stand for this Sheffield. She's got time moving forward, right? She could cover more ground. But for this one, she's got to go like, she's got to show she could do like 420 up because Tiffany now is 420 up, 430 up. You know what I mean? Like now it's, it's we're talking that now. If not, we only have four wild cards. We got some other ladies that are very competitive, good clashes. I mean, you got to have, I got the shit go. You got to like you, you in the 76 alone, you got Carlina who's going to ruin everybody's day in Commonwealth. Commonwealth championship is international event. When is it? You could Commonwealth championship. Um, is, when, is it's, it? when is it? Yeah. It's December, but here's the catch. So I don't think she's going to qualify, but uh, like, it's too late. She's, she's not going to worlds, whatever, but here's what she can do. She could break all the world records in the 76 kilo clash class and make it so that when these ladies go to Sheffield, she's not there, but I have to say her name. Yeah. Cause it's her yeah. world record. I'm not there, but I'm there and I'm not there, but you're trying to break my record and I hold the benchmark and I'm the number you're trying to beat. So I'm not so, there, but I kind of am. That's my, that's her revenge. You know what? We, we thought about it because I don't know if you've seen, but joy, actually beat the her world record in the 57s at the by Arnold. a lot by a lot and that's that's the kind of and we we, we thought that through you know, like she, she didn't do like bad at worlds she won it was close with jad but she still won in, in a good fashion uh like last pool winning pool like like she usually does and we were like why did she compete and break the world record by this margin and we kind of went to that conclusion that you just you just said if she doesn't plan on competing at Sheffield um, because she's not with SBD um, maybe it's a way for her to make a statement right 
So do you think she might, this would be crazy because nobody's actually thinking this. No one's considered it yet. But do you think she might actually say, I, with all due respect, I'm not going to. This, I didn't talk to her, so I, I don't know. But that was my theory because she brought the word across the animals by 15 kilos. Like she could have got, she could have got a good spot to win Sheffield with increasing that, that amount of the word record. So I don't know why she made it, but I was thinking that I know the type of person she is and she's very loyal. Um, and I was like, maybe because she's a seven athlete. She won't compete at Sheffield and she just increases the higher she can in order like to nobody break her, her record or whatever if she doesn't do Sheffield. But I don't know. This is only a theory. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what she 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 did it. It's very interesting. I mean, I we never even thought about that. The fact that um yeah, yeah, thought about it. So <laughs> well, I mean, it's true though. Some people, who knows? I mean, maybe you know who who the frick knows? We, we never actually because everyone's like, oh my god, Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield. But yeah, maybe somebody's not a SPD athlete, and maybe this is what they're thinking. Then they would have an extra. I think at, I don't know at what point they're going to want athletes to confirm, but obviously these are situations that SPD would want to take into account and be like, look at if we should have a confirmation date for at least the world champions. And if you're coming or you're planning to come, let us know. And if you're not planning to come, let us know. Cause we have to give out another wild card and that yeah. changes things. Now, all of a sudden you're Jad Jacobs of the world. And uh, because Evie Corrigan's already going for the 57s. Now, all of a sudden um, for anyone listening, she through regional she's, she's got her pathway. So we would have had joy and Evie. So it'd be, did they want a third being Jad Jack up despite the crazy showdown that she had at world was super good. Um, then all of a sudden it, it probably increases her chances because it'd be like, Oh, you have another sh a slot opened up, but who knows? I mean, we're all just, these are all possible. Here's another scenario. Somebody gets injured. That happens. I don't got to tell you, but that happens. You just got injured. Imagine that with Sheffield. Now, What's the likelihood of someone getting injured leading into Sheffield? I don't know, man. We're going to push it. All Everyone's going to push it. Yeah, but at some point, you have to think about, like, with MMA, with, like, short notice fights. Man, if, if you got to take a short notice you go, Sheffield man. invite, then you just take it, right? Yeah, yeah if you That's were... what I was thinking, too, is, like, maybe you don't have a alternate list, but if, like, SPD came to you, Panna, like, four weeks out or six weeks out and say, hey, we have empty I'm spot, will you do it? You're like, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> or dog, I'll, I'll be ready. I was just about to say, how many people are going to train alongside Sheffield and be like, I'm here, Randy. I'm here. Everybody. My body weight will like, be down. I'll be cutting. All, all, of the, all of the top lifters will be in that position. And I think that would actually be, from my perspective, the smartest move because right. you want to make sure that uh, the, the roster is full. So obviously you already have some, some matchups in mind and some people you think are more susceptible than others to beat the world records, obviously, but what you... I think what you would want is you want a roster absolutely stacked and full. And in powerlifting, like there are maybe 10, 15, 20 names, maybe not that much, but 10, 15 names that, that could potentially get that, that spot. So, and, and knowing, knowing those top lifters, 
pro probably all of them will be training um, at their peak uh, close to the close to the event. So it's um we all there, there's a few people that we all know are contention, a few people, and the others are like a little further back from the pack. I think those few people should probably stay. Like here's the thing, you don't unlike boxing or MMA. You don't need somebody in your weight class to pull out and then you get the call because it's your weight exactly, class. Yeah. It could be any weight class. Yeah. And if I'm like, if I'm you, Pena, or if I'm, you know, almost any of these other people, I'm getting kind of ready just in case. Because this could happen. These, these, yeah. these phone calls, some, it'd be weird if no, it, it would be honestly be kind of weird if nobody got injured. Every world, something happens. Yeah, look, look, at, look at what the, uh, happened at the Arnold UK, right? Oh. From the for the men's side, we were twenty on the list, and ten showed up the day of. Yeah, and because it's easier to drop up out of the Arnold than it is to like drop out of Worlds, for instance. Because for us, like uh, the federation pays for everything, so you, you can just be like, "Oh, I'm not competing." When the federation put money on the line to allow you to travel, have the hotel paid, and stuff like that, so you can just be like randomly uh, giving up your spots. Uh, and be like, no, I won't compete because also you're representing your country and and it's not the same as just re representing yourself, right? Um, but yeah, look at what happened at the Arnold. Like, Chance couldn't compete because of some back thing. I couldn't compete because of some back thing. Uh, some other lifters couldn't compete for other reasons. Like, for instance, Anatoly pulled out and I'm not sure the reason why. But, you know, a lot of things got shifted away and around. So, that, like you said, that would be that would be quite... Not, not unusual, but quite surprising if nothing gets thrown away. Um, if you get the plan and what's actually going on, closing on Sheffield, that that would be kind of kind of a happy surprise, but that's still a surprise. It, it, when you're doing an event like this, always have a plan B because you're almost never does things go exactly as planned. Yeah, like almost and never. everybody will push it. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. you, you'll, you'll be competing against the best of the best. And the only reason is beating others and beating world records. So everybody will push it. And when you push the machine, sometimes it just gives you a bad signal, right? I was saying myself, like, I would love to see Jesus and Ray clash. Um, well, Jesus is a wild card. He's going to chew up a wild card because he didn't qualify at Worlds. Ray is kind of touch and go, man. In the last couple of years... It's been touch and go with her. Ray can show up. You give Ray a wild card, who knows? So then it's like all people, like whether it's you, Jesus, Ray, Heather Connor, Jad. I mean, these are just the people off the top of my head that I know have all been in discussion. Michael Davis, um, like a lot of these people are going to get wild cards anyways, but some of them who, anyone who's been in discussion and doesn't, Mil Krastev, uh, Jonathan Keiko, whoever doesn't and is in that discussion, Fucking get ready anyways, because you know how this is going to go. Now, I want to ask you guys your opinion as well. Talking about the Federation, the French Federation, you get, um, you know, nominated. The The French government pays for a lot of, uh, you know, expenses and stuff. Did you guys see what was going on with Team Italy? Apparently, they didn't put forth all of the athletes. I got some people in the DMs. And um, what, you guys know what's going on there? Arian? No, so I, I saw some stories, but I didn't, I'm not aware. So what I understood, it's like they should have sent some people 
because they are like quite strong to go to the Europeans, but they are not on the list or something like that. I, I didn't really, yeah, understand. From, from what I saw trying to also go through like the, the Instagram translation on some of the posts, is that Italy has um, their federation pick their lifters and they cover expenses and stuff like that, similar to some other countries. And they didn't nominate a number of lifters that the lifters thought they were worthy, like their previous, you know, European champions or world champions, whatever, that didn't get nominated, especially I think on the junior side. I think maybe open, they sent more juniors, they sent less. And I think the other thing was, um, not sure why my camera went out, is, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, is that, um, they said, okay, we'll pay for our own expenses. Yeah. And the, and the Federation said, no, we have a process where we nominate people and we're not nominating you. And I've heard this before with other countries, like I think, believe with Germany before, um, there was a kid who was trying to go to like the last year of Junior World and they said, we'll pay for our own way. And he had been podium before and they said, no, we have a, a group that nominates who we send to international competitions. And if you don't get selected, then you don't get selected. So it seems to be that kind of issue. That's where I could see where it'd be frustrating. If it's like, Got you about the government funding, but I'll pay my own way. I want to, I want to compete. I want to lift. And it's like, nah, it's not how we do things. If that's all you got is, yeah, that ain't how we do things. Like, give me more than that. Explain to me more than just, but that's not the worst thing you ever want to hear. It's that's not the, that's not the way we've always done it. It, it, it could be for various reasons. I don't know if they told right. them reasons or they didn't tell them the reasons, but some of the reasons could be like, for example, um, maybe you don't want to be also responsible if someone fails a drug test. So it's not just about filling every single spot on every single team, because then you may send more lifters that could cause a drug test failure. And then you get a 2000 euro fine for your first one and even more than that. So then the lifter's not going to pay for that. They're just going to leave the Federation forever. And then the Federation has to pay that cost. It could also be if they don't have a team coach to send a lot of these championships are very a number of days, a number of different teams, and they may not have a coach that can stay for all of them. So maybe they don't have enough coaches to handle it. It could also be like referees. If you don't send a referee, then it used to be they take away how many people can score for your team. Now I think they're going to start finding the federations so the IPF can then use that money to send a referee from another country. So now you may be fine for not sending a referee. So there can be other factors for why the federation chose not to send a full team or very, very few people. Or like if you send people and people start paying uh, their own way, then maybe the funding they're getting might be taken away as well. It's like, well, you guys can send yourselves. You know, like you, yeah. there's ways of, I don't know, there's other moving pieces always, but there's definitely they should get. They got to work on some communication with people. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Or, or what, that's what I was gonna say. The thing is, whatever the rules sign, just the rule has to be stated, right? Uh, so, for instance, in France, we know that if you do top five open at at Euros, you you can't get the spot, and if you do top eight at Worlds, you can get a spot as well. So, if you if you're under that, then the rule is clear. If you're under top five or top eight. You might get selected on, on some criteria, but if you don't, that's that's why you, you're not selected. Uh, and and you know if 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 you do meet the criteria, then you should be selected. Apart from exactly what Arian said, sometimes people don't see all of the all of the nuts and bolts and and all the behind the scenes that are happening, and it's quite quite tricky at, at times to to actually get a grasp of it. But yeah, I would say I would say as long as the rule is, is clear and stated, that's cool. If the rule is like, yeah, we decide who we who we send based on our own personal tastes, then I think it's a it's a bad position to to choose, right? Uh, 
I, I personally don't have any more insights on that, so I, I won't I won't say that they they do right or wrong because I don't know. But like you said, Ryan, I think some form of communication has to be established where uh, you know it's clear for other lifters because that's something I would be concerned about because if I know that some maybe some of my competitors can't compete at the event, like for instance, some Russian lifters couldn't compete. Uh, at Worlds and probably won't be able to compete at Euros and I know the reason why so you know it, it eases things a little bit but otherwise you would be like hey I'm competing to compete and I compete to win because I'm alone in what, my weight class or there's nobody to go against me right so I think that's that's a point to to look up to look after and if, if it's not like that's well said exactly what you said in terms of if there's clear criteria, state the criteria. If the criteria is, look, it's my opinion. We have people who sit down, they just give their opinions, fine. But if it's your opinions, then we're all going to have opinions on your opinions. And you better take that. Then I got opinions on your opinions. And if it's just literally your opinion base. It never stops. If, if you're, exactly. You better be ready to take some heat then. And you deserve it. If that's all it is. If you put in things like, for instance, um, you have to hit this total. You have to win worlds juniors or place this place that there's numbers attached. Got you. Then we'll start to take opinion out of it. And then unless there's something crazy going on with that lifter, they did something inappropriate or whatever. There's always rules like that in place. But if it's just straight up, we sit around a table and we throw our opinions in. And my opinion was Penna doesn't go. Well, what if you just don't like Penna? What if you're like, man, you're too big for your bridges. I don't know if that term is something you guys say over there. It means, yeah. do you know what that means? Yeah. Like what if, yeah. what if you, I just don't like Penna? He's gotten too much attention, too big too. I hear all this shit about Penna in France. You know what? I, I've, I, I hold that against him and fucking, I don't want to send Penna. Like that can happen. If it's just opinion, that's yeah, where the it. problem is. If it's just opinion, I don't know, dog, but it, it should be more than that. If it is just that you're going to get heat. Yeah, just, just, right? just imagine like, uh, like football, soccer, rugby, whatever, you name it. Imagine if the national head coach is like, I'm not selecting the best players. I'm not selecting the players that I think would, base the, would make the best team. The best team. I'm selecting the players that I like the most. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense, right? You put up the team that you think will win for the country because if it's a national sport uh, with a national team, you know that there's some government money involved at some point. And if there is government money involved, then people paid for that. Like my taxes paid for that. So I better hope to see the national head coach doing his job and and not just like like we're in sixth grade making his team for some some you know soccer soccer games based on oh I, you're my friend so I'll pick you up even though you suck at it and because I don't like that that guy uh, but he's really good I won't pick that pick him for for the team you know. So maybe, yeah. So doubling back what we said, like, maybe that's not the case. Maybe there is criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, they we definitely got know, right? to communicate, just, though. They got to communicate. Just needs to be any clearer. Right. For instance, because, yeah, I, I got tagged on some of those stories. And that's one of the main reasons why I didn't repost them. It's because I don't know what's going on. So I don't want to throw shade at the federation or the, the, the head coach, whatever, if I don't have the information. If I have the information, I think it's wrong then maybe I'll voice my opinion about it. But mm -hmm. since I don't have any information, I don't want to interfere on that, obviously. Yeah, well, it instigates a good conversation. And um, yeah, we'll see what comes of it. E even if, like, look at it, if it isn't, if it isn't tight enough, 
if nothing else, it'll instigate a conversation on the end that like we better tighten this yeah, up. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. You know what I mean? It, it whatever it brings some eyeballs to it, but it's interesting. And I know you guys operate a little bit like France is kind of different with uh, you know, selection. You guys have different criteria so, as well. It used to be tricky. It used to be, I don't want to say it was it was like uh, like you I, I select you, but it was a little blurry. Um when when especially when well, Leah and I started, it was really, really blurry. Like you you would have people that shouldn't get a spot. Uh, let's say that person competed horribly two years in a row and on the third year they would still get the spot and a, a new one a newcomer wouldn't get their spot because they're newcomers um so in, th there was some some of that but it wasn't like uh i i hate you so you won't compete i like you so you'll compete but it was blurry now um since then um things um like i told you now we have criteria like you have to hit this total at this body weight. You have to hit this number. And even if you hit those numbers, you still have to place top five for opens, at least at Euros, top eight at Worlds. If you do, then boom, you're selected. If you don't, that's the reason why you're not selected. And if you got selected at some point and you don't the next year, you know why. So mm. that's that's way better now. And and personally, I'm, I'm really happy about the, the communication aspect from the French Federation because... Five, six years ago, it wasn't the case. And now it's way better. And personally, I feel safer as an athlete. And it's easier also for me to explain the rules to maybe people who'd like to compete internationally at some point. It's it's easier. Now, are you guys going to start being at banquets again? Because this world thing, would, yeah, come on, man. What Hopefully is happening we, right we now? Do. Hopefully we do. Hopefully it was the last time that we got sent away before the banquet. Uh, it, we, we felt a little... Uh, let down on that on that aspect because that's that's a moment you have to live with the rest of the, of the doggy dude the banquet it's like if you you guys were there that was crazy yeah. you guys were there we had our moments we we're at the casino bar and we did our thing and it was good we had our moments but yeah. if you guys were there for the banquet oh man yeah even aside from the I was gonna say, even aside from the partying, like the fact that they give out like the best lifter award and the team awards at the banquet, and, and then you're not there to receive your own award is weird. Hundred percent. But but the thing is, with that, it's 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 kind of tricky because the federation pays for the hotel, but but we we offer the federation to actually pay for the extra days at our expense. Yeah. So let's say the federation would have paid for three days, and we wanted to to stay six days, then we would pay for the three days extra. And they still decline. So. so this is the thing. They got to realize this is like a moment in your guys' lives, man. Like, yeah. like if you win worlds or even compete or whatever, you only got a few. How many world championships are you going to be at? Let these people have their moments, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're like, this is, it's going to pass, man. In like three, four, five years, this could be all be gone. This was an era in your life. If some dude is like, let me pay for the hotel and I'll fly back. Let me pay, please. You do everything you can to give that person that opportunity instead of being like, nah. What I don't like is there's too much just nah. Yeah. Why? Why okay. though? Uh, explain why. Not just nah. It you, can't you know be what? that. Because people people don't realize that in a way we, we put our lives on the line. I'm not saying that powerlifting is a life-threatening sport, right? But more so, we, we, we sacrifice a lot of things to, to be where we are right now and hopefully be where we want to be in a couple of years, months, whatever. And sometimes for people, like you said, for, for them, it's not that, you know, 
For them, it could be just a job, could be just a hobby, could be just something that they keep on doing because they've been doing it for years. And I kind of feel the same way, for instance, with, with breathing. Sometimes, you know, the ref is like, no, it's not a good lift. And, and you know, it kills you to not understand why. And you're like, yeah, give me the reason. I need the reason to understand. And sometimes you look at some refs, the way they, they will ref something. And you see that for them, it's just another squat. But even if for them, it's just another squat, for the lifter that's squatting, it could be the, the, the squat that will dictate if he will hit a PR, hit a world record, get, it, get his Sheffield spot, uh, get to get to be on the national team, get to squat a, a, a record, whatever. So, you know, that's something I would really like to see more of. Um, it's not just a powerlifting meet. It's not just one squat. It's It could be a lot for that individual. And I would like that more um, appreciated, you know. Doug, I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. You guys... I catch wind. You guys are gonna wish miss one more banquet. I'm I'm making phone calls, emails, and launching Hopefully. tirades on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the gates of hell are gonna open up, my friend. That, that will be that will be part of the threat. We'll be like, you know what? That's we'll do anything. We'll just we'll just give your information to Ryan, and then your phone will <laughs> ring all day long. Is that right? And you have the voice of politics shouting you. No. Leave it voicemails. <laughs> Call me back, man. I know you got this. Call me back. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is what it is. And uh, if you're at Euros, do you know if Eddie Berglund's going to be at Euros? Do you know what he's planning on? He's doing Olympic lifting now. So he's he's uh, on the list, like on the nominations, but he's registered as 74. So mm. I don't know about that. I got, I, I, I got told that he wasn't planning on competing as 66 anymore. Uh, you're right yeah yeah you know what no you just refreshed my memory sorry at worlds he said that at the world championships he said i'm going 74 you're right you're right right yeah yeah uh, honestly I, I don't know about that to be honest he so he didn't say that to me directly i, I heard it from different person um and honestly i personally don't care that much because it's it's not i want to beat eddie i need to beat eddie it's more so First, I'm going after his world record, not himself personally. Uh, and then, obviously, if it's not Eddie, it will be somebody else, right? right. Um, like you said, uh, people get into the sport, can get really, really strong in the sport really fast. And so that's why I personally don't like to focus on individuals. Uh, I, I'd rather focus on like uh, standards, you know, numbers in general, stuff like that. Because maybe it's Eddie, maybe it will be somebody else. Uh, in two years, one year, three years, who knows? So I kind of don't care. If he's, if he's here, I would love to have a rematch um, from him uh, and, and get that settled once and for all. And if it's not, then never mind. I'll still have to, to go after his world recording. That's one of my uh, goals for Euros. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Eddie with the new bench rule how he yeah. adapts and how things change. Obviously things are going to change for Eddie. In yeah. Particular. yeah. So he's going to have to adapt to it. He's, he's got, yeah, I mean, he's a strong guy and he can work things out. He's just going to have to bring it further down, but it's going to impact the bench. He's still going to have a monster bench. It's just yeah. not going to be the monster bench. It was before. So you will we'll happen before the rule change. Right. So uh, that's what I was going to say is um, if he was going six, six, he's not, so it doesn't matter. And, but if he was going six, six, 
that's what I was going to say is like, man, that is last full send Eddie you're going to be facing. <laughs> like, it'll be yeah. like, like your, your rivalry was kind of during this arched bench era or lack of range of motion bench era. And it'll conclude it will at euros. And then you move forward in the new era and he's probably going to lose ground. I mean, you already beat him in the bench arch era. So more than likely going to be a very heavy favorite after that. Right. Like, so, um, but it's not going to happen anyway. So whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Well, what's, what's next for everybody. I think we're getting close. We could wrap this bad boy. We already went over two hours. Irene, did you got questions by the way? Love. I know I talk like a modifier. No, I think we cover a lot of different topics. <laughs> okay, good. What What's next for everybody? Any plans or anything that you guys want to talk about? Any kind of competitions you're hosting or anything like that? Leah will take a break, as it seems. I'll, I'll try to, to convince her to compete. <laughs> but after, after what she did at the Arnold's, man, I, I don't have a lot of, a lot of arguments to go against that. Right, so exactly. It's... It will be it will be tough, but yeah, and, and then obviously uh, Tiff will. So, oh, that that breaking news. Um, so, More breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> Tiff, Tiff and myself. Look at this had, face. Uh, we had a, a, a bet, and she has to total. Um, <laughs> so she has to total four twenty five with a one fifty squats. What? So at Euros. Yeah, at Euros, she'll do a 150 squat, and then she'll have to find a way to total 425. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Irene, you doing those numbers? How would <laughs> what, that happen? She'd have to do like a 100 kilo bench and a 175 deadlift. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her biggest bench so far? 90, 96. 96. 96, okay. yeah. And 170 deadlift. She yeah. could do that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's done 172 and a half just at Arnold's, right? Yeah. And she had 175 locked out and lost on grip. So she could do yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. She could probably do that, but that's still pretty that's but that, pretty... that's still and you know that, that was a way for us because obviously she, she won't compete as a 52 because for team friends that wouldn't be interesting because Noemi will probably win the 52. So if Tiffs goes up to 52, either we get a first and second place. So either, either way, some one of them will be first and the other will be second. So for team points, it's not really interesting, especially if, if Leah is not competing. Uh, so Tiff will probably compete as 47. Um, and the thing is, we we don't want her to extend her world record for Sheffield. Yeah. So if she goes to Euros to, to do RP7, it could be a little hard to hard, hard to swallow because she will have to do the water cut and everything. So we wanted to have a little bet, you know, in order to 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 have it uh, some tr- a, a tricky a tricky meet for her, and to have some some adversity and some competition. That's, yeah, I would. That's it. I would assume, um, yeah, like Team France wants you guys spread out so you get more medals, more points, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so you would have 47, 52. Shizuka still got to try to battle Noemi for that spot. Uh, or no, Shizuka, is that already hers? Uh, Shizuka is, isn't. I don't know the reason she isn't on the on the nomination. Okay, list. okay. Gotcha. So she won't be competing at Euros. But okay. we still have 47, 52, 57 with oh no, Jad Jad isn't registered either in the opens. She's registered as the junior. Okay. 
So we got the rematch then between yeah. Maya yeah. from Spain and Jad. Yeah. Because so, the first one, you know, once Jad got hurt, like second lift yeah. in, it's like, ah, oh, shit. It would have been good because Maya, yeah. if Maya got her last deadlift and she was super duper close, so yeah. just down up, she locked it out. Yeah. She would have got a 477 and a half. That's a yeah. huge total because Jad Jacobs' best total is 480. So yeah. that's like two and a half kilo away. So those two are super close. Uh, the problem is Jad is like she got injured and she's still not 100%. Like she's still dealing with that and there's not a lot of time. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? So she posted some really good lifts recently. Like I think she squatted 170, did some 165 triples on deads. Um, so I think by then she she should probably be be ready for a battle. Um, but she won't be competing in the open. So in the open, actually, if, if Leah isn't competing, I think it, it could be hard for us to grab a medal, uh, to, to grab first place, sorry, uh, in, in team points for mm. team France. In the males, we have a really, really high chance of, of getting first place. Obviously, it will be a tight battle, but we have someone in the 59, 66, 74, uh, 83, 105, and 120. So I think it's the fullest team friends we've ever had on the male side. So mm. hopefully we, we could we could try to match the female side regarding team points mm -hmm. and try to get the first W for team friends male. Why do you think Shad didn't go open? Probably to get the rematch. Do you, would it, she should have, well, you're not going to do this, but like it would have been cool if they were both like, yeah, let's both go open. Uh, Joey and Bobby Burris are both registered also. Ah, gotcha. So it would have been a, a shark tank to, to That's swim a in shark tank, dog. But can you yeah. imagine all of those ladies? Because oh, Maya can do 477 and a half. Yeah. She's capable. Yeah. Jad's already done 480. Then Bobby Butters and Joy. Holy That would have been the, the, the biggest 57 kg clash history. The only problem is I almost... The thing is, yeah, you, you almost don't want to do it too many times in a year. That's it. And That's it spoils it. it. Which is why I think probably both of the juniors decided not to go against uh, Joy. Some sometimes you have to, to acknowledge when the when the sheriff's in town, you know what I mean? And to <laughs> I know dog. I I'll tell you what, I watch worlds. And Jad did not acknowledge the sheriff, and that shit was mad <laughs> yeah. tight, Playboy. I don't know. It depends. Any sure. given day, any given day, that quick draw could it clip the sheriff. Even <laughs> for sure, but given given what Joy did at the Arnold's, man, right. it was. I think yeah. now she she really established that if she wants to be chased, then there's still some work to do. I think Joy's special. Joy's top end is is, is higher. It's the highest in yeah. the world. Uh, yeah. There's when no she gets th those three squats in. It's. It's it. She's hard to compete against. Right. If she can get those squats in, her her total can be monstrous. Um, but the thing is, some of these ladies like Jad and uh, Maya are young. Like they're juniors. 100%. So they can cover some ground. 100%. We can see they got work to do. The, the injury is hurting Jad right now. But Maya's not injured. Who knows what she's... You know right now she's just killing it right now. Probably getting yeah. ready. She's getting ready. It's it, Joy's got to be good for... I was going to say Sheffield. Now I'm doubting, but who knows? Whatever she's coming. It gives yeah. um, 
I was going to say, give some of these open lifters a shot too. Cause if you put all your juniors in the open for Europeans, then the yeah. open lifters don't get to compete because you can only have a certain number of people. So mm. uh, France has some other lifters nominated that are open. Um, so then they can put all their juniors in the juniors and have more lifters go. So uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Oceani? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's good. So she's, so she's yeah. nominated fourth in the 57s. She was a yeah. silent worker. She's super nice too. And she's good. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is a good thing. But again, if you look slowly, solely on, on like team points perspective, not not the best option, obviously. But then sometimes you also have to give those lifters the chance, like you said, uh, Arian, to to actually get that experience. I think Ocean already competed um, at Worlds and Euros. Can't remember if it was both or one of those. I bet Arian's pulling it up right now. But it was it was Worlds. I think she competed at Worlds once, maybe twenty twenty one. I think. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, she did the uh, Sweden twenty twenty one and and got ninth place there. Yeah. See, Arian will Arian will fact check you right on the spot. You and and she's done she's done she's Europeans just... and Western Europeans, so she, at least she's done some international competitions before. Yeah, but it, so, yeah, it giving, is giving these these lifters the chance is it, awesome. But I think it could could be could be good for Team France to get the the best lifters um, line up in order to. Maybe, you know, at some point win an event, like if you win uh, male and female at Euros, I personally would would deem it quite quite big. Mm. Uh, like would show how, how far uh, ahead the country has come and how good we became. Uh, because those other countries in Europe are getting there, man. Uh, Italy, Spain, uh, like Ryan, I think you said the trend with the shooters. Now shooters are from everywhere. Like coming out of obviously. Team JB is, is extremely good as well, so you know it's it's it, it could be could be interesting to get that W while we can and then have those horror, horror fights ahead of us in some time. But we, we'll see how it how it pans out. I could see both uh, because, for instance, like right now, like I, I was just in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, they had like the a, a baseball game. And um, neither team could make the playoffs. They're too far away. They're not going to get the points. So they know they're not making any playoff games anymore, or they're not going to make any playoff games yet. But they're they're playing now anyways, because the regulation team isn't done. So what do they do? They bring up the young guys from the minors and let them have that experience. And then the next year, they're better, like all around. So then I know you mean, like getting the overall team thing is big. But then on the flip side, if you're thinking, we're looking past that to like, worlds open like you see what you guys did at open worlds and and if they're like let's get so deep like usa deep where all of our people like one through five have international experience and we could pull like guess what kid you're on the team you're junior like you know jad you're on the team maya like she's not you know she's from spain but like you know you could start pulling people from whatever um or if jad can't make it Oceana, or how do you pronounce her name? Ocean. You could be like, okay, you have several international competitions. You're ready. And you throw yeah, her on the sure. team. So you, there is sure. like, um, there's something yeah, he said that. for getting everybody as ready as possible. And they're just getting deeper and deeper and better, better. All like, you're like, let's pack this as many people as possible. We don't say no. So you got to move to juniors to let this person move in. But yeah, we're, we're getting better all over. Kind of like you're doing yeah. with Tiff. We're making Tiff compete all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It works. I, I get that. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But, but I do understand what you're saying too. To fucking win euros would be awesome. Then imagine. imagine <laughs> I know. Like, that's if, the thing. If, it's if you can pull it out. I know. Yeah, like it's. I could see both. I could also see where if you're really confident, you're like, yeah, that's euros. We got worlds though, huh? Like, you know what I mean? Where they're like, we could yeah. win worlds though. Like, it depends how you look at it or like, or what's the best way to win worlds? We got to sacrifice euros. I don't know if yeah, the, I, I don't know. It. I don't know. Maybe now we're talking like sports franchises, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 Honestly, it will be interesting to watch either way, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I, I definitely get the point and I think it's, it's a good one. So anyways, all right. Well, thank you for coming on, guys. What time is it over there, by the way? Like 10. 10? 2 a.m. 2, 2 a.m. Oh, 2 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say there's no fucking way <laughs> no. it's 10. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So we're on my French laptop. So French time is 2 a.m., but right now we're in the UK, so it's 1 a.m. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, that's still bad. It's still late. It's late it's for you. quite guys. early for us, actually. But <laughs> yeah, you guys are up late, man. Everybody in France I talk to is like, I'm like, what time is it over there? Like two o'clock in the morning. Like, what are you doing up? You guys are all late. We're we're jobless powerlifters. That's <laughs> that's that's so people ask always, like, how do why is friends so so strong? It's because we're all jobless and we all love powerlifting. So well, that's it, man. <laughs> that's it. Thank God. All right. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Um, new penna, turbo tiff, Leah, if she's still with us. Thank you. <laughs> it's Sorry. late. Thanks for coming on, guys. Congratulations. You guys did great. Very, very proud in all your performances. Penna, your redemption's coming, Playboy. Your redemption's oh, yeah. coming, my man. And yeah, um, yeah, I, uh, man, if I don't get my, get my redemption, I'll get bullied by her for the rest it, of my man. life. So I'll do that mainly for that reason. It's coming. Um, so I won't be at Euros, but I'm gonna be watching like everybody else. So Good luck to everybody who's competing. And uh, and that's that. Six-pack lap. Thanks, thanks for having us. We had a good time. Good Have a good one.